Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. That's for, that's for sleep. That's what ASMR to me. Yeah. Well, I mean, we are live, so. Did you just get oh. a exact replacement of your current headset? Or did you get a new one? No. So I got a new one. So, you know, I had the Steel Series. I think I had the 9X, um, yeah. which is like widely considered to be one of the best Xbox headsets out there. Yeah. But uh, up by the hinge where the headset met the ear cuff, it started cracking and it cracked so bad that it essentially fell off and it was just hanging by its wires. Mm-hmm. Um which is weird because I had the same problem with my Lucid Sound 35Xs. Um, but it's a known problem there. Um, having said that, listening to a couple of reviews like over the weekend, I ha- apparently it's a known problem for some of these still series headsets as well, although it's a bit bit less common. Anyway, they do like an Arctis Nova range. Yeah. Uh, I didn't know what that meant because they have a lot of ranges, so it's really confusing. And so they have an, an Arctis Nova 7X which is is this so it's it's really similar but essentially um some of the some of the sound is better it still has like the dual bluetooth which is what i really wanted because i get a lot of mileage out of that um yeah but you plug it in through a dongle so it doesn't connect directly to the console Ah, okay um and all my other ones have just connected directly you you know you pair it to the Mm -hmm. xbox in it and it turns on um which is fine, but sometimes that's annoying because it turns the console on whenever you try and use it. And with this, I can just plug it straight into the PS5. My new PS5. Well, hey. Oh, nice. That's a bit of a result. Just whack it in. Because I couldn't, I couldn't for some reason get the Bluetooth paired to the PS5. And I know Xbox doesn't have like Bluetooth features like that either. But on the PS4, you could just pair any Bluetooth headphone you wanted. Yeah. To the console, but for the PS5. Uh, you couldn't. You needed to buy like a dongle, like like what I did for the Switch. So, so is this yeah? Is this range like more expensive, or like did you just get a like for like? Yeah, this is the better range. Okay, so this this did set you back a little bit more. They didn't give you like an offer because you had issues on your previous one or anything like that. You just straight up bought these, did you? Yeah, I just got it from Amazon. I mean, I think I've had the other ones for a while now. I've had them for like two years, I think. Oh, you definitely got your mileage out of them, yeah. And they don't, I don't think they were the most like crazy expensive headset either. They set you about like 150 or something, didn't they? Yeah, they're like 150. This was about 175, so a little bit more expensive. But this is also, this is still the Xbox of the Arctis Pro. This is still the Xbox One. That's why it's the 7X. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm going to give it a while later and see how we get on but hopefully it does the job nice uh speaking of god of war did you ever sort out your issue no you just you just no. lost those three that three hours to save because i had a similar yeah, issue. Well, best save, yeah. i had a similar issue when i was like transferring my spider-man one over so i like i uploaded it to the cloud and then 
obviously I accessed that cloud save from my PS5, but then my PS5 was defaulting to like a local save that was being made that got made on Spider-Man before that. So what I had to do was I had to delete that local save so that it'd be like, oh, you want us to read your cloud save? It didn't give me an option just to be like, you know, you got two saves here, which one do you want to use? It just automatically defaulted to a local one until I deleted that from the in-system menu and then it defaulted to the cloud one. It's just so shit. Like, I, I, I told you this stuff was a baller. I wasn't exaggerating. I mean, I knew it. No, I knew I knew it was a ball because I've read about it online, but I wasn't expecting it to happen straight away with the first God of War. I thought that would be like a straightforward thing because it's not like I had used it on a different console or anything yeah, on Beth's account yeah. anyway. It was the first time on Beth's account she'd ever booted it up. So it created the save file on the PS5 and then it came off, it came back to it later. It just wasn't there. And the save file is right there. If I go on storage, I can still see it. It's still there. The save file is still there. And she's got the trophies to prove that it, it like happened and everything. So weird. Uh, but it just doesn't pull from the save file. It just doesn't pull it for some reason. Um, it's just crazy. I had no idea. Uh, spoke to a load of people in chat, uh, you know. And they were all like, yeah, I guess your save file's just been lost. And I was like, no. <laughs> I can. It's right there. I can see it. Don't give yeah. me that shit. It's so shit, so, yeah. Man. I mean, it could have just got like corrupted, maybe, or something. But I mean, maybe that would be real unfortunate to happen for the first time. But yeah, maybe. The dog. Yeah, they are. There's one your headset. They look kind of small. Yeah, I mean, they're not pulled out yet, but yeah, they I do know. look a little bit smaller. The headbands are not as big. Yeah, but they've just got like, like generally, they just look bit. more compact, like. Yeah. So sorry, audio listeners. I'm currently I've just unboxed a new headset. <laughs> the what was it called? What did I say it was called? Arctis Nova Seven X Wireless, the Steel Series one. Yeah. So I'm just fiddling it around. We'll just get the show started as soon as I've whacked these on my head. Whack him. Hello. Hello. It's a me. Mario. It's me, Mario. What episode are we on right now? Seventy-seven. 77, yeah. All right, cool. All right, well, I'll feel about that later, but that all feels good. Sweet ass. To me. Yeah, I do like this ski band design that they have, um, but this is a bit funny because it's like clipped on rather than the other one that like pulls through the headphones so you can like tighten it. This one can be tightened because it has little buttons, but it's just, it's done just a bit differently. But you can take the plates off, I think. And customize the the side bits. I can't get it off right now. Yo, that's high. <laughs> Isn't that where my LEDs so are? Wild, dude. Yeah, that's all right. Cool. All right, let's get the show started, boyo, and then uh, yeah, sure. Get this moving. All right, I'll um, I'll hit this? I'll hit the jingle, and you can get going with your intro. The hell is this? Yeah, we'll do. I don't know, man. Some stickers. It's a little origami thing. Okay. Okay. Hi, everyone. Welcome to this, the 77th episode of the Quick Resume podcast. My name is Deck, and joining me is Tim, as always. As always. He's always here. Hasn't left yet. Haven't driven him away yet. Haven't 
scared him off. Oh, don't get me wrong, when bigger him. and better things come up, I'm bailing. But like, for now, <laughs> you know, for now this is fun. Consider this just bolstering my, uh, this is cute. my CV. Yeah, my online gaming CV. Um, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, I don't really have any Good emotional attachment to you or the show. So I'm taking applications, basically. Fantastic. Um, and we have a lot to talk about today, I think. Um, it's unavoidable. Things have happened. It's unavoidable. With, uh, with, with APK. Uh, Starfield didn't release. Uh, I got a PS5. Uh, I'm hopelessly addicted to Vampire Survivors and much more. Tim, right. how's it going? It's uh, it's going good, man. Um, yeah, I've uh, I've dabbled in a few games this week, um, which is which is new for me, uh, especially with Overwatch job, being buddy. Overwatch. But I, I guess yeah. over the week, I, I don't think I probably would have as much if we did have us our like normal group on. But like this week was a bit sort of it was like kind of like two or maybe three of us a night sort of thing, and like. I don't know about you, but um, I'm a big fan of... I'm up for Overwatch if I have the majority over the randos. Um, you know, if there's three of us and two randos, you know, like we have the majority, then I feel like you can kind of play Overwatch. But I feel like if there's two or less of you, the randos just have, like, the bulk say in what happens in that game. Sometimes Overwatch can be unbearable. Um, it really can. <laughs> Uh, there can be some absolute horrific moments of people just staying on Widow all game even though it's trip tank um, so so yeah do you think that that's more the case for Overwatch than other multiplayer games like if you're out um, by randos do you think it's particularly bad in Overwatch or is it is that just a general thing no I think it's a general thing I I, I, I think you kind of find this stuff no matter what like um multiplayer game you're playing like even away from shooters like i know we had this issue with smite all the time the lobby just loaded and someone just like insta locks in loki like solo or something like that they didn't they didn't pick yeah, it yeah that's right they, they didn't even like hover over it they were just like they were locked in it's just like you play around me that's it um yeah. and i'm sure the same <laughs> happens for like league of legends and all that kind of stuff you know um i'm sure you you always have your your throwers in those sort of games and the people that just want to play what they want to play and that's it um but it's just we haven't experienced that in a while because we haven't really played games like that in a little while so it's just a little bit uh new and fresh in 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 overwatch but um so yeah not too much overwatch on the cards this week but i tried i tried ori and the will of the wisps which was very nice played that for a I didn't play it for very long, maybe like an hour one night because uh, the the squad was filled um, for Overwatch and I came back from dinner. Um, so yeah, it was fun, man. It's really pretty. Music's great. Um, it's like kind of emotional as well. The game was kind of making me well up a little bit. Um, Everything about it is so sad. Yeah, yeah. There's some things. Yeah, but then it's also kind of so happy as well. Um, at the same time, in yeah. some in some cases, they do a really good way. Uh, they they do it in a really good way of like conveying like emotion through just like no dialogue or anything. It's just you know what that's right what, yeah. what's happening on screen. And yeah, the audio is fantastic for that as well. It always suits exactly what's happening. Um, if you know if if the game wants you to feel sad, the 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 music's going to make you feel sad. 
Um, yeah, that's uh, right. So yeah, uh, and uh, what else did I play? Um, there was another game I tried out as well that wasn't Ori and it wasn't Vampire. Did ya? Wow. I can't remember what it was now. Oh, I played some. It wasn't like I played some. Nobody saves the world on the cloud yesterday while my girlfriend oh, yeah. was watching um, <laughs> Celebrity. I'm a celebrity. Um, nice. So how did that go? <laughs> it was alright. It was a bit broken up. I wasn't really paying too much attention to it. I maybe played it for like half hour or something like that. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it worked fine. There was no like screen wiping or much input lag. The touch controls worked worked great. Um, and yeah, no, it was pretty cool. Um, so I can't complain because I think there's like a November like Microsoft Rewards for like getting an achievement in Nobody Saves the World. So yeah, yeah, no, that's yes, exactly what I did. Yeah, so um, and obviously Vampire Survivors, dude. I can see you're hooked on it as well. Well, all I'll say is that I started playing that game at about midnight, uh, just you know, while I was listening to some podcasts, uh, and then I looked up and it was four in the morning, and it's I amazing. slammed my face into into the pillow. Yeah, and try and cried myself to sleep. <laughs> it's it's exactly how I said it as well because you were just like, "What's it like?" I was just like, "I don't really know." It's just like it's just it's just so it's easy to thing. play, and it's just so simple, <laughs> but it's so fun, and it's just like the runs that you build and stuff like that. It's just I don't know, man. You literally for for anyone who hasn't played it, all you use is your left stick. There is not a single yeah. other button you use in that game. You just walk and around. That's just crazy. Shit just comes yeah. at you. You pick up like power ups and you level up and um, yeah, it's like a roguelite, right? Um, and you, you can like buff all the current abilities you have and stuff like that. And it's just get more characters. Yeah, and then the screen obviously it gets harder and harder and harder. So stuff really starts to swarm you, and the enemies get harder. And you know it. It's just really fun, man. Like, it's just so easy to play. It's a shame this doesn't have touch controls because I think this would be perfect to just pull up on your phone and play. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen a couple of people calling for it on um, on Twitter because, yeah, like, with it only being one <laughs> one control, like, yeah, that, that absolutely should be. I suppose you need the A button to, like, make selections on the menu as well and probably a B button, but that's really it. <laughs> um, yeah. 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 It's crazy. It's it's such a weird game because like when it started, I was like, "Is this like a a rhythm game?" Because obviously the attacks just come out where you want to. You're kind of the strategy, as far as I can see, is obviously to space yourself so that when your moves come, they do the most damage. They do like they yeah. have the most impact and take out most enemies on the screen. So there is a degree of rhythm to it because you get different moves that will attack at different tempos. Yeah, do you know what I mean? So we're like your whip will come out and then you'll throw axes out and then you'll throw like these boomerang, like, uh, I don't know, like, I don't know, what are they? Like daggers things. And they mm. will go in different directions. Like some you throw directly behind you, some go upwards and then fall down the screen. So that's kind of the strategy, but the pacing of it is so good that as soon as it starts to feel dull, more enemies pick up and that means you get more XP and that means you can upgrade your stuff more. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, yeah, I'm really impressed given what it is and how basic it is. Like, yeah, fantastic. Yeah, and I, I, I just completely dig the art style as well. Super old school. Like, I'm just like a, I've always had a little soft spot for like old school looking games like this. Um, and the music's just kind of awesome as well. It's just like again that like classic like NES sort of music. Um, and 
I don't feel like it plays on loop. I feel like it kind of just keeps going in its own way. There's a point it doesn't get repetitive or stick in your brain that much. Um, yeah. And it's just, yeah, I don't know what else to say. It's simple. It's it's mindless fun. And I think you should just boot it up and give it a go if you haven't already. It's the perfect like quick quick resume game. Like you're sitting in like a queue for like ranked or something or like, um, and you just flip over to this game and just play that. Although I say that sitting in a queue for like ranks and like Overwatch, if you were to quick resume over, it'd probably break the Overwatch connection, wouldn't it? Um, yeah, yeah, that's it true. Would. It would, yeah, because quick resume's not quite perfected yet, is it? Um, no, but yeah, it's no, just I, the, I don't think that would ever work. It's just the ultimate game to just play when you've got some some time to spare, um, and you can just pause it and just go back to it whenever, as long as you leave it on quick resume. So. Yeah, yeah, good fun. That's it. Good fun. Who's your favorite character so yeah. far? You yeah. played any? Yeah, I've gotten the first three. Okay. Um, I had a good time. I had a really fun run with the um, projectile guy, the little, the little yeah. old wizard guy, where the projectiles like bounce around. Yeah, yeah. I had because I had a it's bad cool. run. I, I tried him on the on the forest, and I was like, "Oh, this isn't working. This is going to work better on the second level, where it's like the level's like tighter." So you get more yeah. bounces. Yeah. Um, and whenever I got a chance, I just buffed that ability. Um, and that I had a really good run on that. I got up to like level for like 55 or 60 or something. That was really fun. Um, yeah. But what about you? <laughs> yeah, I'd say my favorite. I had a really good run with that guy. And I think that's the that's the highest I've got. I think I, I survived for like 15 minutes or something like that. I got like over 2k kills. You know, I think that's the furthest I've got. Um and then I also quite just like the standard whip guy. Um, he's just yeah. he's just really good because the whip is just so useful. Um, I found the guy with the wand and the fireball was really mm. shit. I thought he was really bad um, when I used him. I but... did have quite a good yeah. I did have quite a good run with that character, but I did I haven't like had a great run with them. Um, he's just awkward. Yeah, because sometimes I, it doesn't go to the end of one, and it's okay. like, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I kind of feel like you need the whip to be honest. I feel like the whip is kind of a staple to have to get on all characters at some point. So it gets you out of a sticky situation when you find yourself cornered. It's just it's it's the most consistent. Like this is where I want to hit and kill to make a path for myself. Um, just, yeah, yeah. Just to just to begin with, like because I don't otherwise you need to keep specking it as the enemies get harder, but. Like just to begin with, so that you can then consistently survive as you build up, you know the um, the abilities that fit around the actual character you're playing. Um, yeah. Although I will say this, there's a couple of stats in the game which I think are a bit obtuse. Like one of them is like base area. I don't know what that means. And then one of them's like, one of them's like base speed, but the icon is a glove. And then one of them's movement speed, but the icon is a wing. But that's not the same as projectile speed because projectile speed has its own item. And I'm like, I don't know what these, some of these things mean. <laughs> and there's yeah. nothing in the menus to tell me what it means. Like, do you know what I'm talking about? Like the base area one, it's like, it's like a sh- it's like a candle, a candlestick. Yeah. I think um, it's just like, yeah, just like the, like the... Does it zoom the screen the, out a little bit? No, I, the, I, I would imagine it just increases the effect area of all your moves. So your axes have like a wider area they hit. You don't need to be as precise with them. And like your the books that swing around you have like a you know instead of an area effect of hit being like this this big 
it's like this big, yeah. you know, so it hits more enemies as it goes around. That's how I interpreted it, at least. Uh, okay. Um, but I don't oh, really know. Oh, it makes know. sense, too. Um, and yeah, uh, have you ever got garlic yet? You know, garlic where you just have that. Yeah, <laughs> garlic's so good. That's cheap. Yeah. I literally got that, and for like the first, like, couple minutes i just stood still and all the bats just died as they yeah. got towards me and i was like this is just like an <laughs> yeah. easy way to farm money this is it's great. good to get it early yeah yeah it's a but good yeah, one it's good fun um, we like it it gets the, the qrp thumbs up recommendation for sure it's very mm-hmm. a very peculiar game it's on game pass i think it's currently exclusive to it's console exclusive to xbox it's been on pc for a while and as, as i understand it tim vampire survivors because it's been out for a while on pc anyway it's kind of like spawned a bunch of clones. Um, maybe it's just gone into like 1.0 release and that's why it's gotten quite a bit more clout. Um, but it's mm. it spawned a load of clones as well. Um, so like, like it's definitely doing, I've never played anything like it. It's doing its own thing. Yeah. But it's doing it very well. <laughs> yeah, definitely. It's just, yeah, it's, it's tight and it's, it, it just plays well. Like it, there's no jankiness in there. It just, it just feels no. good to just hop on and play. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it's got a good hook for sure. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Great. Um, okay, uh, I'm trying to think if there's anything that I've really been playing. I meant to mention last week that I have started Persona Five. Um, I, I, I totally forgot. Um, which I've been like, I've been like hopping back into every now and then. It's like quite slow, but I am kind of interested. I'm like sort of digging it, but I can tell the game wants it's really taking its time in explaining the universe and the mechanics to me. Like, I must be, like, five hours in yet, and I'm still, like, I still feel like I'm in the tutorial <laughs> yeah. sort of thing. Um, it's a lot of talk. But some of the music in this game is, like, it, it's swinging, dude. Yeah. Like, it is making me shake a hip. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> like, your, hips, is, your hips don't lie, dude. Great. Yeah. They don't. They don't. Um, so, I've been doing that. Yeah, obviously, I've watched two Vampire Survivors. Um... Is there anything else I tried? There's nothing else I tried on Xbox, but I did get a, a PS5 this week because um, my wife found some in stock when she was buying some for her dad to give to her little brother, and she came home with two PS5s with God of War in it. Surprise! So I played about the first five hours of God of War, um, and like as we were saying in the pre-show, if you went, uh, if you maybe skip past it or you weren't here for that, um, I've had a honestly pretty horrible experience with the console so far. And I really wish I didn't have to say that because people are going to think I'm being biased or whatever. But I know I've had an objectively pretty poor experience with the console. The game has been pretty great. Like God of War so far has been pretty great. Um, it's it's been a lot slower in the first five hours than the first game, the first one was, and it's been fairly like fairly samey. But I'm only in the first five hours, so you know whatever yeah. but it's still good like the first god of war was still very very good um so but we'll we'll see um and the ui sucks i like that <laughs> the ui sucks it's like menus in menus sort of thing it's like you pull out because they try and do this thing where the menus cascade from the left to the r- left to right and it's like you pull out a drawer and then there's a drawer in that drawer and there's a drawer in that drawer oh, um and it, it feels very cluttered very very quickly mm. um but you know it's all of the stuff you'd expect the, the production value in this game is so high um it looks fantastic um you know the sound design there and the music is is really good um 
And the other thing I wanted to comment on as well was the PS5 controller. Um, first time I've used it properly. Uh, if you haven't used it before, you've probably heard people speak about it on shows and stuff. But um, I, I think it's pretty cool. I do think it's pretty cool. I've got to say, I have noticed like a little bit of fatigue kicking every now and then, like depending on what game you're playing. Like there's a particular thing that happens in, in God of War when you're using um, one of the weapons that the, the trigger like kicks back at you a little bit. And okay. I found like after like an hour of play, I got like a bit of fatigue in my hand. Like not like oh I have to stop, but I could feel like I could feel yeah I don't know it was like, it was like almost a little bit immersion breaking, uh, which is kind of weird because obviously the game wants me to feel that yeah you, you know to a degree it's pushing okay. back because it's like oh push so it feels a bit more immersive. But there yeah. were some times where I had done it so much that I was like I had to consciously push harder, otherwise it felt like I wasn't going to squeeze the trigger hard enough. Yeah, do you know what I mean? I know what you mean. And I don't have weak hands. I don't think. No, you I don't, don't think. I play. I play badminton. That that gives me strong fingers. I think. Nah, weak ass fingers. Anyway. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, that's been really good so far, uh, and that's what I've been playing. So uh, yeah, been it's been a fun week for me. Um, and it obviously this is the other thing. My baby is due to arrive this Wednesday. Um, and so I'll top this off at the end of the show, but. The next two weeks, probably, of the show are probably a bit volatile. <laughs> mm-hmm. Obviously, I will try my best, and we will try our best to make it happen, but um, we'll have to see how it goes, because I won't be able to do it if I'm in hospital, or if the the wife is in labor. Not happening. <laughs> Might be a bit hard to hear me. He's so, like checking yeah. from the hospital. Hey, guys. Just just me. Just just. Uh... <laughs> We're doing the episode. Don't worry. The Wi-Fi is okay here. We're not yeah. stopping. <laughs> we don't stop for anything. Yeah. Like a Mr. Beast video. Yeah. I'm going to give my son a hundred pounds on his birthday. Do it, man. Um, okay. Well, I've got a couple of honorable mentions then for the day. Um, I wanted to start with obviously Starfield. It's a salute. Because that was the eleventh of the eleventh, so Friday. Oh, yeah, it's when it should it have come today. It was meant to release. It was meant to release. Oh yeah, yeah. I did. I completely forgot that. about that. Yeah, eleven, eleven, eleven. Sad, dude. It is sad. It is sad. But hopefully, here we hear from it soon. I mean, if we're lucky, the game of game awards is like a month or under a month, so maybe we hear something there. Um... We'll see. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, they were the, had it. Xbox have a tradition now of making some sort of appearance at the Game Awards, whether that's just Perfect Dark or that's um, Hellblade. Mm. Maybe Bethesda will shut up this time. Who knows? Maybe. If their, first half, if their first half 2023, you would expect that they want to have another big, like maybe a release date trailer. Do you know what I mean? Otherwise... Bethesda are just going to end up doing their own thing. I would think so, yeah. Yeah, it, it kind of makes sense. And yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if you end up seeing kind of both. Because both Redfall and Starfield are looking early early next year, aren't they? So um, yeah, it'd be good to get to to get the word out um, and yeah, sort of remind people that potentially the biggest games for uh, quite a while are coming out. So yeah, I'd like to yeah. see them in the Game Awards, yeah. We'll see. 
The next thing I wanted to mention was something a little bit a little bit random, but it's it's important to to us, um, and that's that Capcom is partnering with Tencent Tim to make a new mobile game um, for Monster Hunter. A Monster Hunter mobile game. Why? A, I... a Monster Hunter mobile game. Can I not have World Two, please? Nope, Monster Hunter mobile game. You know that you know that game where you fight giant dragons with really complex combos and really precise timing. Yeah. Put it on your phone. Yeah. And is it like a similar formula game, strange. or is it going to be like a sort of spin-off, like Match Three? No idea. Match Three, Rathalos. <laughs> <laughs> bloody hope not. <laughs> That'd be insane. Dude. Yeah. I'd buy that. No, you wouldn't. No, I wouldn't. and it... so yeah, it's um, we, we don't know what it is. Uh, you know, we, if you've been around, then you know we're big fans of the, of of the Monster Hunter franchise. But it's um, this is not why where I want to see my baby go. So no. I, I'm sure this won't interfere with like the other like World Two or whatever's coming next. But um, I don't understand the obsession with trying to cram Monster Hunter of all series onto tiny devices. It's always been weird to me that they've been like, this is a this is a DS or 3DS, you know. Franchise or PSP yeah. franchise, it's like, and we loved it on those devices anyway. But they're just so not no. suited for those devices, in my opinion. They're like long play sessions. Get your play session game. You know, the hunts can go thirty to forty minutes, depending on what you're hunting. Yeah, on devices that are cramped and square that give you like arthritis. So I don't understand why this franchise is the one they think needs to have mobile equivalents i don't yeah. I'll never get it it's kind of weird it's it, it, it definitely benefits from just being on a home console and a home screen and like you said just playing it um with a comfortable controller long play sessions yeah like absolutely like i'd say that was one of the best things about it coming um to a home console um you know rather than just like the graphical upgrade and stuff like that just like the comfortability of playing it and just like where it should be played um 100 but you know they've probably just gone down the mobile avenue again because you know monsanto's recently taken such an increase in popularity that they're, they're just they're just getting it on more platforms right this is the biggest the ip's ever been so why not milk it why not get get a little mobile spin-off right. game while it's while it's popular um so yeah i'm sure that's that that's the main reason i don't know if you can see this but your um your head is flipped <laughs> on the on the stream My i mean it's fine flipped. but yeah you're like well, no, it's not just your head it, it, it your whole screen is like mirrored oh, okay um, i mean don't don't worry if it's gonna does it actually look anything, weird right? just because this is just how it should come out on my camera <laughs> but you never usually are mirrored yeah, yeah, because re- normally it comes. Yeah, it came through reverse, but I changed it at the end of last week. So this is how I would look if I were like on a call with you, like on a webcam. Because beforehand it was coming through like reversed, but this is normal. Well, whatever you've done, you're you're flipped from how I see you on Discord. Oh, and that's freaking me out. Am I? It doesn't look weird. No, 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 by all means, leave it if it's um, it's normal. normal. I, mean, I raised my everybody left hand, looks... I can see my left hand. Beforehand, it was the opposite. It was like, I don't know, it was... This is how it should be, I feel. What? I, I can't get back to the my broadcast to see, to check it now, but whatever, it's not important. Okay. Yeah, that's fine, I just wanted you to know. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, man. 
that's all right. Okay, so the next thing I wanted to talk about is um, really drama, fanboy drama, fanboy drama. People, you know, just like can't help themselves but shit on other people's fun and you know a particular tweet that got traction um taking the piss out of vampire survivors essentially you know saying oh this is the latest xbox release no i'm not joking you know it's like a still image of vampire survivors which is obviously you know pixel art indie game Mm -hmm. and people are like making comparisons to god of war this is what xbox have to play and this is what we play for the players I mean, it's not Xbox's latest release. I mean, this has been out on Steam for ages. Um, I mean, it's come to Xbox, yeah, but it's been out on Steam for ages, and it has great reviews. People love it for what it is. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a known loved game, and like I'm I'm so over this thing of like people not having like just just trashing any game that's not like a tech demo. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because that's essentially yeah. what I feel like a lot of these people want. They don't really want anything good or creative or varied. It's just something that looks shiny. And, yeah. and it's really it's really getting to me, man. I'm at the end of my tether with this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's kind of... Um, which is kind of weird considering how much the indie space has grown and become more respected that people still view games like this. Um, because some of the best games for the longest yeah. time, like... Games like Hades, games like Dead Cells, and like, you know, games like this, you know, they're not exactly like, yeah, like you said, like tech demos, cinematic masterpieces, or anything like that. You know, like Dead Cells is literally just, it's all pixel art, just like this. You know, it's it's a little bit prettier in terms of this has gone very old school retro, like Castlevania style. But um, it's weird that people still view games like that because it's just like these have been some of these games have been nominated for game of the years you know and almost won it over your cinematic tech demos so just like i don't know what's wrong with you just appreciate the game for what it is the route it's taking not every game like god forbid every game just starts copy pasting and just turning into that i it would turn me off gaming if every Third game person was like God of action war, adventure yeah if every game was like god of war horizon and following this tech demo cinematic masterpiece sort of thing mate i I'd, I'd fall out of gaming i'd just be like this is just everything's the same like where's the variety here um yeah so yeah you're absolutely right and i had that i've spoken about this on the show like i had this when i got my ps4 like a couple of years ago and like i I had binged through all this the the playstation exclusives i like i had to take a break like i think it was between i played bloodborne and then i played uh what was it i think last of us and then horizon and i was like i had god of war still to go on on my palette and there's something else as well that i'm forgetting i don't remember what oh maybe spider-man yeah spider-man i think i played that last though um but after those three i was like i can't keep going like God of War is it's going to be the same thing. I, I mean, obviously, I know it's reductive to say it's the same thing, Like, you, but you know what I mean. Like, mm. it, it occupies enough of the same space that I get fatigue from it. Um, you know, in the same sense that some people will get fatigue from, like, playing COD multiplayer as a first-person shooter, and then maybe that some of that fatigue transfers over to something like Fallout. You know, mm-hmm. I understand it's, it is different in that it's like an RPG. It's, you know, the setting is completely different. But some of that genre fatigue carries over. Um, and I really had that because I was like, I really wanted to play God of War, but I was like, I just need to take some time off and play something else because, like, I, I feel burnt out with with this thing. Yeah. Um, 
definitely so it does happen um so i don't know why we can't just appreciate the vibrancy of um you know the, the different scale of games that, that pop up here it, it really does annoy me and like that's it, it's perfectly okay to just like you know maybe you just have time for the big hitters and that's where you want to put your energy but by all means like if you've got something like game pass or even you know ps plus try one of these smaller games like the, the ones that are well reviewed you you might be surprised i've played some of the more memorable experiences i've had in the last five years have been smaller games the outer um the outer wilds outer worlds smaller one you know that i'm talking about yeah um uh the forgotten city uh yet hades um Uh, edith finch you really liked didn't you i love edith finch yeah uh immortality that was just this year you know just loads of things like that 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 have just been so so memorable and so so good um and if i had that like you know that approach to things that i would never try anything that's less than a you know six billion dollar budget i would never have played them and that would have been an absolute tragedy you know it's kind of your loss sort of thing um yeah and that's not to say that you need to go out there and enjoy all the small games as well you know i'm not trying to take that away from people that do enjoy those big experiences but we don't need to go out there and start shitting on all the smaller stuff as well come on yeah exactly just come on. just let people just get it know, together if, if you're one of the gamers that does a little bit of both you're one of the gamers that just likes indies or just like cinematic whatever it's just just there's no need to poke holes at what other people enjoy. Just enjoy what you enjoy and let them enjoy what they enjoy. Enjoy, enjoy, enjoy. Yeah. Enjoy, enjoy, enjoy. You know? <laughs> said enjoy so many That's times. the motto. That should be Xbox's new slogan. <laughs> enjoy, enjoy, enjoy. Not jump in. Not power your dreams. Enjoy, enjoy, enjoy. Yeah. Like they're serving us a pizza or something. <sighs> if only. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, they're on to some of the main stories then. Um, the next one being, well, the first one, I suppose, being that um, Xbox are considering allowing Xbox players to reduce game performance in order to save energy. Yo. Frame rate and resolution adjustments are among the features cited in a new survey. This is kind of interesting because I, I kind of feel like, like this would make sense if you had a portable Mr. Xbox, you know? Mm. Um, you know, ha- like it's one of those things where it's like, oh, why not? But really, like, is this really like if this is a resource hog, like, d- like doing this, you know, like assigning people to do this, is this really something that people want? I mean, uh, supposedly they were sending out questionnaires or surveys, you know, to ask people if they would want it. But I like because obviously you, we don't lose anything by having a feature like this. But like, I don't know, like. Is it helpful to save a couple of pennies for some people? I mean, maybe some people would genuinely choose to do that. You know, they would cap the frame rate at 30 and resolutions at 720 because they have maybe a worse TV or something and they could save some money over the month. But I don't know if it would really have a enough of an effect for people to actually make that decision. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think it just comes down to, like, actually knowing how much it's reducing your your energy consumption by like if we don't have a percentage we don't have a figure it's hard to determine whether or not it's worth it or not you know if they release the article and we're just like you can reduce like you said 30 720 you'll save you know your xbox will use 60 percent of the energy it normally does and it will lower your tv then people will be like yeah that's that's quite a bit you know considering i only use yeah. my tv when i play xbox i don't actually watch tv you know maybe they don't watch netflix maybe they don't watch that or anything 
and the only time they use these electricals is when they're playing games uh, a 60 percent reduction or something like that could be quite nice for some people um because of the whole crisis with with um, mm-hmm. with bills at the moment um but yeah it's just it's too vague and it's just like i don't want to make that cut of quality when i don't really know how much it's saving me you know if i figure out <laughs> If I make that cut yeah. all month long and then at the end of the month I've saved 10p, I'm like, well, that, that was worth it. Like, that was not worth me cutting my... Yeah, that's experience. it. Yeah. yeah. Um, you just don't know, but... Yeah. And, like, I know I know these are, like, bigger machines now that do take a lot of, you know, voltage that, you know... But I just can't see this being something that where the trade-off is good. And I like, ugh, like obviously, I'm not saying this to undermine people who are struggling with the energy crisis. Like I, I know I am. You know, it's it's been really rough for the last year with energy. And um, but like like Tim said, you know, if it's if it's quite a substantial change for su- like pennies, I don't really think that that's worth it. Like presumably they have something sorted out where they feel like they can get people some sort of valuable energy saving, especially at the moment. Um, mm-hmm for for like a decent cost saving um but yeah it just seems quite i feel like it's going to be quite minimal but i'm not an engineer so i don't know how these sort of things would work but yeah yeah i think it's like you know you know like how on sorry go on oh no i was was about to say i think like the statistics will come out more when this is out for like a couple months i'm sure people will start reporting on the savings they've had and then you can start figuring out whether or not it's it's worth it for you at that point and the actual chunk it does save you um but i can't see many people doing this right out the gates it's just it's too vague right now um yeah yeah and like i said at the beginning of the topic i I feel like it would be more uh desirable if if it if we were talking about um yeah like a portable device or maybe even like how it works on cloud um i don't know how that would work considering you're, you're streaming it anyway but um it's that you know if you could save a battery on your phone or on a portable device because on the steam deck you can do similar things i understand as i understand it you can you know change because it's pc essentially you can change performance to save battery mm-hmm. um you know so you can get a two-hour play session out of something like god of war or, or, or you know versus four-hour play session or, or something mm-hmm. that makes sense to me um in terms of so but maybe that's just as part of having these unified platforms they're like it would be useful to nip this in the bud and make this something that we could that can be altered on an os level so that anything we do going forward has these options yeah so we'll see like you said it's not it's not a negative per se it's just it's just a bit of an odd one that's all it's nice that they're thinking about features like this and thinking about saving their their users money and stuff like that like that's great it's 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 great intentions um from from xbox but um yeah it's just i don't know you just don't know how how necessary it is or how how worth it is right now um but yeah there's nothing lost here i don't think you know no um david cummins says in the chat yeah, so what are your thoughts on Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order on Series X? David, are you currently playing Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order by any <laughs> chance? <laughs> um, I think that game is excellent. Um, Tim, you, you didn't finish it, did you? But you, you really liked it, if I if I remember. Yeah, it didn't finish it. Got a decent chunk of the way through it. I'd say good. I, I completed a good three quarters of the game. Um yeah from my experience it was it was excellent um although i'm just trying to think back 
to when I played it. I think I played it on my One X. I don't think I played it on my Series X. Oh, I think you're right, actually. I think I probably did the same. Yeah, so Series X, obviously, it would be locked at 60, 4K and everything like that. Um, I I guess we would have played it at 30, 4K, right? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, I mean, my experience of the game was fantastic. Um, yeah, I thought it was really good. It was um, really difficult, much more difficult than I thought it was going to be going into it. Very Souls-like in its, in its, uh, in its formula. Uh, I know people are probably sick of right. people comparing everything to Souls, but this one is actually justified, I think. Um, but yeah, really good. Really good. It is, it is. Um, I'm very excited for the next one. Um, everything Respawn touches is is gold, really. Yeah, such um, a good company. Yeah. And I, I think it was, I, you know, I think I put it in like the 8.5 to 9 range. I'll, I'll have a rating for it somewhere on my true achievements list. Um, but Yeah, I'd probably I put it around I, I think, 8.5, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think I remember there being I, I, some of the animals were a bit annoying to fight. Uh, everything that wasn't human was a bit annoying to fight because their tails weren't all that great. Yeah. But there wasn't that much else I could flaw with it. I liked the story. The voice acting was good. It looked really pretty. Um, for a studio that only makes first-person shooters, to my to my knowledge, they did really well at making a third-person action adventure. Um, it really captured the Star Wars fantasy really well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I thought that game was, was really excellent. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Okay, next up. Merry Scrubmas, Tim. Oh, thanks, man. You know what that means? Yeah, you're welcome. You know what that means? It means that we got the official confirmation of a Netflix Gears of War uh, live action feature film followed by an adult animated series. Actually, this brings um, me on to I, I'm about five episodes into Edge Runners at the moment. It's really good. Oh, man. Are you? It's really yeah, good. Yeah, this is so good. Yeah, Edge so Runners good. is so good. Yeah, it is. That's it good is to know. very good. But yeah, I'm because obviously this is I, I'm getting vibes that they'll they're going for what Edge Runners uh, would have done has done um, for like a Gears of War universe, which I think which they should would do. be sick. Like that would be insane yeah. if, if if they went for that same sort of like. Because I don't know what's, what rating Edge Runners is. I guess at 18, because it's insanely violent and there's like sex in it yes. and all sorts. Um, that sags. Be, sags. That, 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 that <laughs> would be so good, dude. Um, for Gears. Yeah, insane. And then obviously the, the feature-length movie. But weirdly enough, the animated series is getting me more excited than the, uh, than the live action. No, I'm with movie. you. Yeah. I'm with you. Live action, live action video game adaptations don't have a good history uh but do animated video game adaptations have like like they're getting there yeah they're getting there uh, i know people edge runners is, is a good example but i know people quite like halo legends as well that was an animated one yeah. there's a couple of others that are not coming to my head right now but i know there's there's been a few um yeah i think so there's there's two main questions floating around this this announcement um the first is the casting for, for the for the live action. Yeah. Namely Dave Batista for Marcus Phoenix. Um okay. and the second is the time frame for these releases. You know, and does it line up with Gears Six? What's the story here? Are they retelling Gears One to Three? Are they going with the new trilogy? Like maybe, you know, maybe we've got this all wrong and we're not talking about the Marcus Phoenix saga. Maybe they're gonna continue telling the Kate, you know, the Kate story. Yeah, um maybe. or maybe that's why they're doing two. Maybe they're going to retell the original trilogy and then the animated series is going to like 
fill in the gaps between five and six mm. um, with a spin-off sort of time timeline. Um, so we'll start with the first part, Tim, castings. Let's let's pretend this is about the Gears of War, uh, the, you know, the original trilogy. You got Marcus Phoenix, we got Bed, we got the Coltrane. Uh-huh. You asked me who, who would you I think? Who's, who's, who's playing who? Oh, God, that's insane, dude. I can't just think of acting <laughs> on the spot for, like, specific roles. Like You that. don't want Ryan Reynolds as Baird? You don't want Tom Holland as the Coltrane? Tom <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I want Tom Holland as the Coltrane. I'd say Ryan Reynolds is not bad for Baird, actually. The sort of Chris jo- Pratt. The sort of jokey... If you make him a bit more graph, that sort of jokey sort of style. Uh, that is kind of what Baird is, isn't it? So... That's that's not that's not the worst casting ever. Um, I'm just trying to think it, like Marcus Phoenix. That that that's the big one. Assuming they did, I mean, let's say first of all, would you prefer if they did? Um, personally, would you prefer if they went back and started at Gears, or would you prefer like Gears One with Marcus Phoenix and stuff, or would you prefer if they just followed on from like the last game? I think it would be good for them to do. Um, something around the original trilogy because it would generate a lot of interest. Um, But having said that, I don't know how these sort of adaptations perform when they're just retelling the story. Like, Halo was obviously a bit meh, but I don't know if that was because it was just trying to tell an alternate timeline chief story because, you know, we've heard a lot of stirrings about the internals of that. Yeah. um, whereas you know, Edge Runners, just for example, or The Witcher, The Witcher, The Witcher, I suppose, does try to retell the books a little bit, right? It doesn't, it doesn't retell the games; it retells the books. And like what Keen is saying in the chat, that there's quite a lot of novels to pull from in mm. terms of gears, which I didn't know. Mm. Um, I didn't know there were novels, but I didn't know there were that many. So I guess to answer your question, like I, yes, I suppose, like I, I think yes, um, but maybe it doesn't maybe it has those original characters but tells like a different story something they didn't do in the games do you know what i mean mm. like when they were off on secret mission delta bravo you know trying to take out take out the swarm who learned how to 3d print paint paintball guns <laughs> that's really dangerous they like shoot they shoot <laughs> hiv at us in, in the paintballs it's awful. It's dreadful. We've got to stop this. That's extremely <laughs> dreadful, yeah. And then they go with the chainsaw. Um, so yeah, answer your question. I, I yeah, I'd like to see those characters for sure, those four characters, but uh, I think that would be a good way to start with the live action. Mm. Um, but I, I don't know, what about you? Um I quite like the the idea of them just starting from from scratch and 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 doing um and yeah just just following sort of like either starting of like how it happened um similar to like how the rings of power kind of approached it you know like the the making of everything like how the locusts came about um you know what caused them to come up from from the ground because that's where they came from and then like the whole leading up to everything and um and then they could do like a time skip you know the cog was made and you know they're still fighting the war this this far on you know and then get into marcus phoenix and stuff i think that would be kind of cool um 
yeah, to have a little bit of like an origin story and follow on from there. And if it's done well, that leaves potential for 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 more to come out and make it a bit of a franchise and 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 keep this going. Um, yeah, no, I think I I'd prefer it to be a little bit more of an origins story. I think. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, that'd be interesting. So it'd be like you'd start with like pre-judgment, right? Gears of War judgment, because that was the prequel. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think that'd be interesting. But yeah, like in terms of castings, like you know, the, the writing is on the wall for that. He, he, Dave Batista even like tweeted that he was like he he said like I'm ready or something like that. Because uh, yeah. obviously he was uh, a character in Gears Five. Like mm. you could purchase Dave Batista as the wrestler in Gears, <laughs> and he's like a known fan of the franchise. And everybody's been saying for years that the guy looks just like Marcus Phoenix. Like it, perfect casting, and the guy in the last you know like five, six, seven, eight years has become like a fairly mainstream actor everybody yeah. knows who drax is now yeah. do you know what i mean like and he's proven himself i think he's a, i think he's a pretty decent actor um so yeah i think there's this potential there but like more interesting like you say is is i think this animated series um and where that takes place and the timeline like do, do you think it would be worth making something to tie between five and six mm-hmm. you know um or would you rather it just did its own thing um thoughts yeah i don't really know um the animated series you, you it could literally just do its own thing similar to how edge runners does theirs right you know like there's yeah. there's no reason it can't just be from the from the eyes of like a a newly joined cog soldier or something like that who who ends up you know getting drafted into it and he sort of you know, obviously he has his epic anime moments, all that sort of stuff. He turns out to be better, better than <laughs> what he is, that sort of thing. Um, but I, I think you could do do your own thing and tell your own story for the for the animation, definitely. Yeah, I think that would suit it a bit more. Yeah, maybe, maybe they go in the other direction and they it's it's like an original story about a different cast of characters, right? Maybe it's about a different different team, different team of Kongs. Um, yeah, and they're in Gear Six, like in the world somewhere, right? That's kind of like the inverse of what happened with Edge Runners. Sorry, that that is what happened with Edge Runners, where they made that story and then they they're avail- they're in the game mm. now. The characters from Edge Runners, um, you can go and find them and do a side quest, get some of their weapons and stuff like that. Um, yeah. But I think there's a lot of potential here. Hyper violent animated series sounds just perfect for Gears. Um, yeah. The actual live action remains to be seen uh because we need to see those castings and we need to see what they're doing because as far as i can tell there's three approaches they either go they either do a retelling they do like a parallel telling um to fill in gaps or they do like it's an original story and so i wonder it is interested to see what it would fit into and like joaquin says in the chat here make the animated series about the hive busters crew that'd be interesting as well i thought they were pretty interesting characters um I'm sure they'll make an appearance in Gear Six as well. Uh, Hive Busters was that was good, wasn't it? Yeah, Hive Busters was good. Game. Yeah, yeah, mm. I enjoyed. I, I I enjoyed Hive Busters. Yeah. So yeah, that's it for Gears of War, really. But it's it's nice to have. It's nice to be talking about Gears of War again. You know. Um, yeah, it's been too long because they've kind of they've withered a bit. Like I, I really liked Gears Five campaign. I liked Gears Four as well. Um, I preferred Five overall, but you know, I think generally, like 
the long-term fans of Gears have really whittled or have, have just become really niche. It's become niche. And that's fine. It, it, it's in a difficult place, Gears multiplayer, where, you know, it has to remain purist. And if they can do what they want in terms of, like, evolving it um, in some ways, but someone is always going to be upset, you know, just like Halo, someone is always going to be upset by multiplayer. But campaign, they can kind of do their own thing, I think, and tell their own story as long as they keep, like, the crunchy cover shooter, which, frankly, they're still at the top of the industry with. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I think they kind of need to evolve that somehow. Um, so it'll be really interesting to see what happens next um, with with the franchise and, the, and these... Um, adaptations as well mm. okay tim joaquin's got a really interesting question here and i also feel like this is really pertinent to this conversation about tv shows because this is this is now the fourth or fifth tv show slash adaptation that we know is happening under the xbox banner mm. there's fallout there's gears Halo's already happening Grounded was announced, if you remember. Yeah. Minecraft is also happening. Quite a lot happening here. And Joaquin asks, what other Xbox IP would you want translated to movies and, and or animation on Netflix? Is there any other in particular that stands out in your head as something that would be I think a good adaptation? I think, weirdly this has popped into my head even though i'm not like a massive fan of these games you're much more of a fan i think something like dishonored could translate quite well into mm. into an animation considering like i feel like it's graphic style is already halfway there in the game anyway and i feel like you can make quite a gritty cool animated series with with dishonored with all the powers going on and stuff like that i think that could be pretty cool Hmm. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, that is definitely a cool one because it, 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 it Dishonored has a really cool setting. It's like really unique. Like you look at Dishonored and you're like, you know, it's from that universe. Do you know what mm -hmm. I mean? It's like kind of that that whale they call it that whale punk vibe because everything's fueled by whale oil. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah, that's an interesting one. Um. There's other Bethesda ones which I feel like would be easy picks. Like I was going to say Elder Scrolls. Yeah, I was thinking. I was thinking Fable. You know, um, I think that would be quite difficult to get to resonate with the core gamer though, because it wouldn't be about sad, gritty, tearing heads off. You know, it yeah. would be Fable's in that quite, weird in between. It would be British. It'd be cheeky. You know, yeah. I think if it had really sharp writing, it could be really good. Um, mm. You know, they could write a good drama like a like in a fairy tale world that is a, is a bit tongue-in-cheek um but it would never be like a mature it would never be for, for mature audiences do you know yeah, what i mean yeah. so it would have to you could make like baby's first xbox animated series out of fable you could do. <laughs> like viva yeah. pinata <laughs> yeah yeah definitely um yeah that's the thing about fable, Which I never yeah. watch. if it's if it's not like if it's not like kind of takes itself that seriously which is exactly what fable is i feel like that sort of tone um could like it could really miss like the jokes could really like not land and it could end up being kind of cringy and the monsters the monsters in fable let's be real they look kind of goofy right and that translated over to like anime like uh, or, or or even live action or something like that i, I don't know it has the it has the potential to not really hit um the, the the tone might be a bit weird 
um, Crackdown could be kind of cool because you can make that gritty and you could kind of make that into kind of cyberpunky vibes with superhuman um, thing. You know, I know Crackdown hasn't been violent in the past, but there's no reason you can't adapt it a little bit. Um, and you know, gangs and stuff like that, and superpower soldiers, and could be kind of cool. Yeah, I, I like the idea of Crackdown because it's quite like a quite a blank template isn't it a little bit like there's like a whole agency conspiracy conspiracy and um there's a lot of mystery behind the agency and and the agents as well you know um mm. i feel like you could do something with that for sure um, yeah. it might be a bit too similar to gears maybe come to think of it there's like an infection and then there's like big burly men who kill stuff <laughs> yeah potentially. i like the idea yeah but yeah, those are the sort of ones that spring to mind for me. Um, what about you? You got you got any that spring to mind? Unless I stole yours. No, um, I'm just thinking. You know, Forza would be really good. Really, I, I just I want them to make like a cars. Of... I want them to make cars where they talk. The cars talk. Nah, you know, like Disney dude. cars. That's stupid. And they drive around in Mexico, and they go from country to country. Mexican cars and Spanish cars and French cars and they all talk he's not taking this seriously chat <laughs> he's fucking mocking us we're okay, all coming okay. up with good ideas solitaire <laughs> this this guy man no okay 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 okay. Age of Empires legit but actually Age of Empires any time period you want political drama and then at the end of it it introduces a new faction into the into the game. Bad work. That would legit work. Nah. Why are you silent? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah, potentially. Potentially. Oh my god! Fuck you. No, it does. How about Why? Age of Mythology? No, no, no. It it does. <laughs> it, it definitely has the potential where you could literally just you could just. You could just write about fucking like wars and shit and factions and stuff like that. Like it, it definitely would work. Yeah, Age of Empires. Yeah, yeah. They just they they just have their own freedom to write a political drama really about any time period they wanted to. Yeah. Um. But slap on the Age of Empires label. Yeah. Um. This is God. You could go forever with this, can you? You really could. I think Ori would be great. Yeah, Ori would go into um. To that quite well, yeah. Um, State of Decay would also be another great one. Ah, we're done, mate. We're done with fucking zombie series. Get them away. Too many of them. I'm done <laughs> yeah. with that. Yeah. yeah, maybe. Kind of sick of everything being turned into a zombie movie or series game. Uh, Call of Duty. Call of Duty. Why? I'm well, really we surprised that hasn't had a. Well, yeah, but that does surprise me. Actually, Joe, you know I haven't thought of that. Chat. Is that. Am I right? Am I right in that COD has never had like a TV series or no, like, it hasn't. because surely if, if Xbox gets Activision, you've got to bet like in the same way that Sony are buying Bungie or have bought Bungie partly because of the transmedia, you know, a potential there making a TV show for destiny. Mm. they've got to be looking at COD and being like we can milk this <laughs> we can make a, a COD animated series and it'll be Ghost and Shepard you know in a romance together 
Oh, owning the libs <laughs> or something. <laughs> I don't know. Oh god. Um, yeah, yeah, I mean, you could you could do a lot with card at the end of the day. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't scream out to me because it's just army army warman <laughs> operation stealth silences go loud. You know. Yeah, like, that's right. Uh, it's, I, go loud. Breach ban clear. Yeah, it doesn't really appeal to me, but there's no denying that you can do a lot with that, whether it's live action or, or animated. Um, and it's got some loved characters in there and stuff like that. Um, that's not the route I would date, but um, I like um, Joaquin said, like Wasteland. That could be kind of cool. Mm. Yeah, you can make yeah. like a post apocalyptic or. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we haven't even said anything like Fallout. Like, Fallout would be sick. Tim Fallout's getting a TV show. Not getting an animated TV show, is it? That's what we're talking about. Oh, we're just talking about animated. No, we? we're not. I just wanted to save my myself a little bit. I just all right. That's what I want. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it would go into um animated as well. I feel. But yeah. Well, minutes. hold on, hold on, hold on. What about Explosion Man? All right. So, what's next on our list? Or Loco Cycle? <laughs> Recore. Recore is a good one. No? No, it's not. Connect Adventures. He's getting stupid. He's getting really stupid. <laughs> He's just saying stuff. You brought up just a, a browser tab of just getting a yes. list of games. Fuck's sake. I know you so well. Uh, Doom! Yeah, I wanted to say Doom, but it was too obvious. But yeah, obviously Doom. Jesus Christ, yeah, you could... You could make that oh. one adrenaline fueled. Fucking I think, glory fest, yeah. I think this is it though. That more than anything, I think what like us going through these things really demonstrates like the breadth of of what Xbox have and are working on. Like it's not they're not solely working on gritty fantasy games. Because like the next thing I was about to point to is Sea of Thieves. Okay, it, mm. that's like PG pirate. Like Sea of Thieves anime. I hope they wouldn't do a live action. That would be the dumbest thing in the world. But if they ever did like an anime, see if these would be perfect. Do you not think? Like a family friendly show that, that kind of ties into because they're already doing a lot of lore and extra material. See if these is a lot of like there's a you know the, the following for that game and like the lore in it is really strong and they've got good writers at Rare. Um, it's all quite fun and you know fantastical and piratey. I think that could totally work, just like a one-time yeah. CFE series. Yeah, I it, it did it did pop into my head. Um, yeah, yeah, something like that would would absolutely work. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm lip fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're 
you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Um, you could definitely make it fun and adventurous and and um, pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. you, you, you could have a, a, a lot of fun with that and you can take it in a lot of different tones as well. You could definitely, um, you could take it in a more goofy tone and you can take it in a more um, sinister tone as well if you wanted to potentially make the adventure suddenly go spoopy. You're fighting a pirate yeah. ghost. Um, yeah, definitely. Oh no, you've all been beheaded and your entrails yeah. are all over the ship. <laughs> yeah. They cover your kid's eyes. <laughs> and the skeletons are fucking uh, just eat, eating, eating your entrails and it's pouring out of them because they don't yeah. have stomachs. Yeah. Oh no, that's funny. <laughs> Laugh at the skeleton who can't eat the entrails. <laughs> um Joaquin, Joaquin said Call of Duty is being made with the rock in it. I I missed that. I, I didn't <laughs> that's know clearly that something. A that's a B I missed. Yeah. <laughs> I rock, had no idea really. that was a thing. What is Do you know what that rings a bell actually now that I think about it? Yeah. Well, yeah, that's true. All right, well, that was fun. Thanks for that. That was, that was a fun conversation. Yeah. Good ideas in the chat as well. With that, that was fun. Yeah, they were good ideas. All right, Tim. It's unavoidable. It's time. We're in the ABK realm. We're in the zone. All right. Okay. What happened this week? I messaged you about this. Yeah, I know. Yeah, we did. We talked about it. Basically, just a load of shit. Made me almost toss <laughs> my phone out the window. <laughs> When I when I when I saw this, the first thing I did was retweet it and say, "I'm going to fucking shit myself." Yeah. <laughs> That's the first thing I did, and the first thing I said was, "I was like, didn't haven't Xbox already said this? They're just literally yeah. just like, they're just like, we're committed, we are committed to getting you, the PlayStation gamers, and and potential other gamers." You know, what Xbox have already said they're going to do, we're committed to getting that done. For you. Yeah, for you. We're fighting for you. It's not, be- it's not because I have stocks and shares in PlayStation and I own every piece of PlayStation memorabilia. I'm doing it for you. Yeah. Ignore Truly, my PlayStation this is an altruistic yeah. act. And tattoo on my cheek. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um... So if you don't know the story, uh, there was an, well, there was an EU commission member, right? An EU commission representative um, who tweeted the following. The commission is working to, to ensure that you will still be able to play Call of Duty on other consoles, 
Brackets, including my PlayStation. What the <laughs> fuck? Oh. Why would you say that? Yeah, it's so stupid. Why? Including <laughs> my Ninja Blender. Including my toaster. I get it. I don't get it. It's That's such a peculiar thing. Like... Because this is the thing, right? I, I really do my best to be level-headed with 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 all of these things. Because for a while, you know, there's been a lot of conspiracies around Xbox, and you know, other than the fact that Xbox just hasn't performed all that well compared to its competitors, a lot of people feel that there's like an Xbox tax with when it comes to reviews. You know, the reviews just don't come in as high simply because it's Xbox and it isn't the prop popular brand um, since since the Xbox One era. <laughs> Uh, you know, it gets mistreated by the media who themselves prefer PlayStation and therefore write harsher articles and things like that. And, you know, so it becomes a bit of a spiral. And I'm not sure I subscribe to those ideas. I, you know, it's hard to really pinpoint them because I'm not sure really where you draw the line between preference and bias. Mm. Um, <clears throat> people are allowed to have preferences and, you know, the argument then becomes, well, you know, professionals are meant to try and be neutral, but damn the dad, you know, try as they may. I guess, uh, you know, sometimes that's just not really possible. And so I'm not really subscribed, but when things like this happen, it really lends credence to, to a lot of those ideas, you know, especially as we've been saying throughout this whole ABK deal, it's obviously a big deal. It's going to have scrutiny and it deserves to have scrutiny. But the fact that commissioners are coming out and being like, well, I've got a PlayStation, so uh, I'm going to, we're going to make sure COD is going to stay mm. on mine. <laughs> I ain't paying for that shit. That shit Xbox. I've heard they've got a DRM. They've got a Connect, haven't they? Bundled in that one. You know? Yeah, man. It's rough. Yeah, it's, it's just... It just immediately shows bias. Just just being being biased and just just adapting the story um yeah i i don't know man i just think it's just so stupid that he wrote that it, it's just so dumb i know every time i look at it, i'm like rubbing my eyes i'm like i can't believe it but it's just i like, can't believe it and what makes it worse <laughs> is like that's awful but what makes it worse is just like how they they feel like it's like this shit's already been made public but literally the head of Xbox saying, yep, we're keeping it Mike Black. Yeah. Like, it, in interviews, in writing, multiple times, and they're like, we're fighting for you guys. You know, we we, we got you covered. You know, big, all the people. Big bad Philly Spence is getting taken down, you know. It's just like, what? I don't get it. You're just... Everything about this... Oh, it's like virtue just, signaling, yeah. It's just so fucking stupid. <laughs> It's just so stupid. It is, but do you know, like, okay, so I'm going to give this a little bit of wider context because like, we can knock out a couple of stories here. Yeah. Um, and essentially, so the EU Commission, much like you know the CMA over here in the UK, have you know launched a probe into you know, an in-depth probe into the acquisition. You know, they're in phase two now. Everybody, everybody in the world, it would seem, has spoken about this and lengthy podcast, including these two twats right here. Mm -hmm. EU Commission have done the same. They've been like, right, we need to go have an in-depth probe. You know, they've they've essentially done their phase one. They, they call it different things, but they're now into the in-depth version. And that's why we had a tweet from this guy, from Ricardo 
Cardoso, which, by the way, is, is a good name, and you do get a couple of points for that. God, however, <laughs> however, um, he he made this tweet, and he he has later clarified. He's later backpedaled. He's been like, "Oh, by the way, I'm not even on the team that does mergers and acquisitions. He isn't even on the team." Right. But I don't think you need to be an expert to know. He's still part of the EU Commission. He's just mm-hmm. on a different on a different board. But I don't think you need to be an expert to know that you probably shouldn't be expressing your preference mm. this plainly uh, and publicly. Because a lot of I think the main thing here is that really what he said is he's come into this very with a very clear objective. Or like this is the tweet. This is how it reads. Maybe I should say because I can't read Ricardo's mind. But the tweet reads like he's the objective is to make sure COD is multi-platform. That's the objective. Mm-hmm. Of, of all of these probes, we need to make sure COD is multi-platform. I thought these regulators and competitive regulators were meant to make sure that customers and consumers were getting the best deal. Yeah. Like, if you reworded this to, the commission is working to ensure that, that all the customers across all platforms are being unaffected, um, being severely severely affected by or severely unaffected by this deal you know that th- are not on the on the receiving end of any negative implications of the deal right that reads well mm. you know that's your job your job is to make sure that things are stay competitive and stay fair because like you can look across like other markets in the world um and see where there are monopolies and stuff hasn't been regulated well and as a result people are getting fucked over um mm. you can look at particularly in the us because it's really deregulated over there like whether that's medicine, you know, there's a whole recent thing around around insulin over there, you know, prices just being hiked because essentially all the pharmaceutical companies are just making hands and agreeing to raise prices together. Yeah. And it's not being regulated. Internet over there, I think, is the same thing. You know, again, chat, if, if you're a, you can correct me if I'm wrong. Um, I can't remember the service. Is it Comcast? Might be Comcast. Just like the main internet provider, not, nobody even touches them. And as a result, they can hike prices really high. They have data caps, you know use that much data you got to pay for more yeah. because it's it's un- and that's a, that's a result of a market failure of like of not enough regulation and that's what these guys should be looking at they should be looking at if we let this go untouched is everybody going to suffer as a result and it just you know we've had these conversations before but it just doesn't seem like that is even going to be the case when you've got ips like spider-man being locked up mm. Like this isn't it isn't pulling people to a console so badly that they can't recover. You know, we've spoken about indies earlier. It's the the barrier to entry in the in the gaming industry is really low and really vibrant. A lot of indie games can get a lot of virality. And actually I wonder why that is. I wonder if that's just because when people see it, they want to play it. And that doesn't quite work the same with other products. Yeah. Like you have to play it. You know. But anyway, yeah, that's the point that, that I think. It, the focus here isn't on making sure the customers are protected. It's the focus on, we've got to make sure COD is my plan. Okay, like, why? Yeah, yeah, they've already focused on, they've they it's they've already made their mind up that COD is this massive pillar in gaming, cannot be replaced, it has and to And everybody will suffer. Plan. Yeah, everybody, everybody will, will suffer. suffer. Don't worry, sensor. guys, we've crunched the numbers, everybody will suffer, yeah, yeah. It's it's like they just they just they've already made their mind up with this rather than just actually looking at it from the perspective of like yeah if it didn't remain multi plat like 
would it would it kill like would it kill playstation probably not playstation have this they have that you know they like you said they have spider-man like arguably a, a a far bigger ip in terms of recognition and you know where the mcu is now and that character and everything like that um yeah but yeah like you said they they've just already they've already made their minds up for the gamers uh, and just being like yeah this just has to stay multi black it's like well no <laughs> like why don't you actually do some digging and actually yeah see what the value is for 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 all the um users across the board um that's right that's and- that's the end of the, that that's what it is at the end of the day yeah and you know what? One of the core pillars of my of, of Xbox's and Microsoft's argument here is that they they want to expand where COD is going. And that's like we I have no horse in this race of whether they do or they don't. Um, you know, personally, I think that they probably should keep it my platform for the time being, so that PlayStation has ample time to react to any mm-hmm. foreclosure, as they call it, or exclusivity in the future. I do think yeah. eventually COD will go exclusive. Um, yeah, yeah, eventually. But one of the, you know, that's one of the core arguments for Xbox. We want this to be on more platforms. Even if they took it away from PlayStation, they will probably put it on Switch. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, maybe they don't take it away and they put it on Switch and then it goes on cloud. So either, either way, it goes to more platforms and gets access to more people, you know. And that's why I, I, I am a bit confused about how, why these regulators are so hell-bent on making sure this is multi-plat. And even if it is... We've seen the CMA make a big deal out of foreclosure, partial foreclosure, part, so, you know, timed exclusivity, partial exclusivity. Mm. And you know, we, we, all, we all know how hypocritical that is because the, la- you know, the last six, seven CODs have had core modes stripped out of them, mm-hmm. creator class slots stripped. The recent one, XP. Yeah. In, and it's a cross-platform game. Like, you know, that's that's really problematic and it's so essentially you know if if these regulators now step in and draw the line of like yeah okay we'll let you acquire them but these are the concessions you have to make you have to keep it multiplat and you're not allowed to make any partial foreclosure or any partial exclusivity Mm. that's that would be crazy because it's like you're you're essentially admitting that you haven't been doing your job. You haven't been monitoring the dominant slide for this player in the industry. Yeah. Yeah. But you haven't. You really haven't been looking at PlayStation doing this for the last ten years. Yeah, and like, Call of Duty's kind of been on, now on a decline in. over the last few years as well. Like them doing it five, six years ago when Call of Duty was at its peak, they were still doing it back that's then right. when Call of Duty was far, yeah, far right. bigger than it was without regulation. And now it's smaller than the, than it was there, and they're like, nah, nah, we we can't let this slide. Yeah, it just makes you think like we well, you let it slide before for a very long time um yeah that's right yeah i agree right and it's this sort of shit that makes me think like like if this doesn't go through with the concessions that xbox one xbox and microsoft one i could see that i could see some of these regulators going to court like if, if microsoft want to because some of these some of some of the things that are being said are so so crazy so crazy and like, again mm-hmm. no, that's not to say that like I, you know I, i've had to read through some of the like a lot of this a lot of it is fair but some of this stuff it's really just ridiculous. <laughs> like yeah. it's such a conflict of interest, you know, you know for, for the in terms of the tweet as well. So, you know, we'll, we'll see where it goes. Um, he, like I said, he later backpedaled and said that he, like I said, he, he wasn't involved in that department and that his comments were personal. 
okay, well, I think you really should understand that this isn't the place. Because I, I wouldn't be surprised if in the next retort from Xbox, because, you know, they are like reply to decisions, that this comes up. I would not be surprised if Xbox directly quote this. Yeah. And be like you've got members on the on the commission who are publicly expressing favoritism. Mm -hmm. It's problematic, dude. Extremely problematic. So, it it's a weird one to me. It's a weird one. Um, you know, so this is going through to like March or something. You know, so we've still got a while before this stuff all processes. Um, the UK, the EU, and the um. USA regulatory bodies are obviously going to be the big ones. I can't remember the acronym for the the US one, um, but those are going to be the big ones. EU and the UK, I think, was always assumed they were going to be the hardest because a lot of the market is regulated here. Um, yeah. So we'll see. I, you know, if they do block it, I just hope they block it for good reasons. Um, mm -hmm. And I, you know, I, I, I'm curious to know where the line is for Xbox on concessions you know would they be willing to permanently sign a like to you know to permanently agree to keep cod multiplat or would it be a 10-year rolling contract so like you know after 2033 you can negotiate another deal with sony and if you're not you're not happy with the terms you can say no and make it exclusive you know i, just, I wonder where that line is for them yeah 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 that would be the interesting thing yeah Okay, let's move on to the next story then. Let's do it. So um, I've skipped down. I've skipped down a couple of notes, Tim, because uh, we kind of tired talked about all of the ABK stuff. Uh, we don't need to keep go harping on that. Um, although it is a bit of a tie-in because Skyrim appeared on PlayStation Plus uh, for for this month. Um, it's you know it's set to appear. Um, and That's this is game. funny, obviously. The our game, yeah. Like, there's nobody else. What's going on? I thought you've ripped it off PlayStation. Yeah, I thought I thought Microsoft were a hyper competitive, hyper aggressive um, company that that do this, you engage in lots of uh, exclusivity. Mm. Oh, this is weird. Oh, this is weird. Yeah, uh, you know. So obviously, the story here is that there is a direct contradiction between what Xbox is uh, doing with their owned properties versus. Uh, what the CMA are saying they're doing. I'm not sure what the EU has said um, because I've read more on the CMA stuff. Um, and like they, you know, literally in their documents, the CMA said Microsoft's first party titles are not available on any multi, multi game subscription services other than Game Pass. Um, suggesting, you know, that they were withholding their first party games from PS Plus. Yeah. Um, and and that's kind of like part of the problem as well, I think, because we've been speaking about this a long time, and we I feel like we have a better grip on Phil Spencer's strategy here. Like he always, the, one of the words he used that really threw people off when the Bethesda roundtable happened after the acquisition is he said that legacy titles we won't touch. Yeah, that means Elder Scrolls Online will probably still cycle on and off of PS Plus. Fallout seventy six will probably do the same. Um, that Quake remastered that wasn't exclusive. I wouldn't be surprised if that appeared on PS Plus because they're considered legacy. Skyrim is considered mm -hmm. legacy. Um, so, you know, it's direct contradictions. You know, if they're doing this in-depth in depth probe this time around, hopefully they see that this is um, th th this is in direct contradiction with what they're saying. I mean, any any thoughts on 
the appearance of Skyrim on PS Plus at all. Um, yeah, I mean, it, again, I think it just it just solidifies everything, most things. So I don't know, but you know that what what Philly says tends to be what happens. He, he you know he 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 tends to be quite honest with this sort of stuff, and I think this just proves it. Like exactly, um, you know, he isn't going back on his word or anything like that. Um, and you can see here a a legacy title, yeah, appearing in another subscription service other than Games Pass. Um, whether or not they're doing this just for like, <laughs> just because of the deal, I don't know. They're just like, yeah, just throw it in there, you know, it, that 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 that'll get some good favor, and then we can quote it back as well. That'll be sick, yeah. Um, so you don't know if it's being done maliciously in that way, but regardless, you know what he said has has come has come to to happen. So, um, yeah, you know, and it just makes it just backs off his further claims of everything he said about Call of Duty and the ABK deal and everything like that are probably most likely to happen as well. He does plan on keeping a multi platform for a set period of time and potentially mm-hmm. for good. You know, assuming. You know the offer is is there because it it makes sense to keep it multiplat card. You know, it it it, it, yeah, it, it does. really does. It just makes sense from a from an earning money perspective. It makes sense to keep it multiplat. So you know, just make it the home to play it. You know, you can play it better on Xbox, but it's still available everywhere else. Um, similar to our PlayStation That's right. doing it for God knows how long. So yeah, we've been over all this, but um, but yeah. Yeah, it just it just hmm. solidifies everything that Philly said in it. So, yeah, it's not the only example of that. You know, it's it's um, like just I think it was like last week or two weeks ago, wasn't it? That the, the Fallout Four Next Gen Edition got announced or something, and that's coming to PlayStation as well. It's like a free upgrade on your console, and we fully well know that if the shoe was on the other foot, PlayStation would not be giving the next gen upgrade to Xbox. No. <laughs> It'd be um, on PlayStation. We fully well they, know that, and they'd probably charge their PlayStation users as well to get the upgrade. That's boom. That's very true. Yeah, and then you have for to the buy PS Plus to access the cloud storage. Um, I can't believe you have to pay for cloud storage on that system. No, it's so stupid. Okay. But that's fine. For the players, man. I won't lose sleep over it. I promise. You already have but um, bags under your eyes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's vampire survivors, though. It's different. Um, <laughs> the what was the other thing um yes because it because it reminds me of that you know when we we did we, we did a bit of a breakdown of the, of the cma you know the, the, their closing statements on the phase one before they moved to phase two and they spoke about a load of game they were like oh xbox has a history of saying they won't make things exclusive but then they do you know we spoke about this and they were like they're gonna make hellblade 2 exclusive they're gonna make avowed and starfield and redfall exclusive and then they started bringing out uh project titles like project cobalt do you remember this when they started pointing to actual code names it's like they're probably gonna make them exclusive like massive speculation quite the reach um and then like a little side yeah yeah and then a little foot they they didn't mention any of these legacy games that have been kept on playstation that haven't been yanked off the store that are still going on to these subscription services and then at the very bottom and, and the future ones like minecraft legends you know very little footnote about Minecraft Legends, you know, keeping that multi-plat. And at the bottom, very foot at the bottom, and Minecraft, you know, that's, um, yeah, that's, uh, there's no plans for exclusivity there. Yeah. As if that isn't, like, one of the biggest IPs in the world. Yeah. 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 In, in brackets, if you've heard of it, Minecraft, I don't know, it's like yeah. this weird, like, block. graphics are terrible, 
But like yeah. basically, yeah. <laughs> they're keeping that way. Not really big deal. Yeah, that's right. Uh, and it's like, are we serious? Like a code name is being given the same weight as Minecraft? Like that's a huge. That, that, that's like one of their overarching points that they yeah. own Minecraft and they've chosen to keep it multiplat because it makes more sense for them. Um, and, and you know, to a degree, it, it falls into that legacy category. You know, it's, it's been around since before the acquisition um, for for a while. You know, there's there's very few exceptions to that rule, like Hellblade. You know, the first one came out multiplat, and the second one is going to be exclusive. Um, but other than those few exceptions, they generally are quite consistent. So, <sighs> so far, at least, who knows what will happen with Fallout so Five and stuff like that and yeah no, that's right and um yeah uh wolfenstein 3 and uh, elder scrolls yeah, yeah doom all that so but so far you can you can make this trend that um everything is yeah everything is still multi-plat but yeah in the future that might change but then you can't just you can't just insinuate like that you know like they are doing with like the code name projects and stuff like that it's it, it's ridiculous <laughs> You know, the weight is definitely more in Xbox's favor from established IPs and games being multi-plat mm-hmm. rather than potential future games that don't even have fucking names yet. So it's just like you can't... It's it, it's ridiculous to lean over to that side more than the other. Yeah. I, I don't, you know, like you said, it's none of these things are that are the same weight as card you know that's the whole like hellblade 2 going exclusive even something as big as elder scrolls or fallout going exclusive in the next installment there's a reason nobody's talking about that it's because cod is the money maker which is why we get it and why xbox are repeatedly on the record saying we're gonna keep it multi-plat for the you know for the foreseeable future um so the money yeah Okay, let's get off this. Yeah. Um, all right, so the next bit of news is around a possible Redfall beta, Tim. Um, somebody found a Bethesda UELA, which is like a license agreement on Steam, and people are speculating it could be a Red that, that a Redfall beta may be happening. Arcane have never done a beta before, but they've never been a co-op game before either. What are your thoughts on a possible Redfall beta? Maybe this is like, you know... Shadow Drop at the Game Awards. Play it next week on Xbox with you with your subscription for free. It'll be open for a week. Come in, give it a go, give us some feedback. Maybe you know, generate you slap it on the on the dashboard and actually get people understanding what the game is and generate mm. some excitement for it. What, what do you think? Is this good or bad? Uh, well, I think that's exactly what I was about to say. At the end of your your sentence there is, uh, I think it's extremely positive. I think it's a great way to get people to understand exactly what this game is and something and something to look forward to. It also gives people a little taste of like this loot system and all that kind of stuff. You know, all these things that are still shrouded in. In, in in quite a lot of mist um and uh and it gives people to you know the the option to um you know explore an arcane game and play an arcane game when they might have not done that in the past and arcane games are great um you know and they they they, they tend to not get enough credit um at least from from user numbers perspective and sales and stuff like that so i just, I just think it, it it's it's a win-win to release a a decently polished beta um obviously the issue here is 
if the beta is a little bit jank, it's a little bit whatever, you know, people that are already on the fence about this game and didn't really know what it is are immediately going to shove this in a fucking lockbox and throw it to the bottom of the ocean and never buy it. So it's got to be quite a polished beta, I feel. Um, and it, and, it, and it's got to tell a decent gameplay slice um, that, that Arcane want to show their, their users. Um, but I think it's a good idea. So, yeah. Mm. Yeah, because there is something to be said about betas, isn't there? They're like, I think you know, one of the downsides is that it it can deflate hype a little bit. Not ju- not just necessarily from the point of view that you know there might be technical difficulties because it's a beta, but it kind of it. I think it doesn't necessarily derail the hype train, but it it slows the hype train down because people get a bit of a taste for it. You know, there isn't that day one flood. Um, people get a bit of a taste for, and they're like, yeah, that was really good. I'm excited to play more. But there's not like kind of that two one to two month build up of of hype and then a big explosion mm. um, of it on day one. So there is something to be said about that. But yeah, I think you're right. I think this could be a good way to generate more interest. You know, get some gameplay clips. Clips. Uh, you know, make it um, non NDA. People can share clips about it and see gameplay for this. Maybe yeah, one level yeah. that they they put out, um, or whatever it is that they do, uh, and. And yeah, because this is my thing about like Redfall. Like, I really hope that because oh, sorry, sorry, audio users punched my microphone there. Um, that the Xbox community really gets behind this because you know, as we always say, Arcane make these really, really critically successful games, but they never seem to commercially do well. And and now that Arcane are under Xbox, you know beta get it free with your game pass subscription coming in march you know day one with your game pass subscription i think we could see like this is the sort of thing that appeals to an xbox user you know xbox is known as the shooter box for now and i feel like to the xbox user this is more appealing you know it's got like the co-op there we know xbox is the more sociable platform um i I really feel like this could be something the community gets behind and a beta might sort of facilitate that um and I, I, like you said, I, I really hope it doesn't have the opposite effect and get, have some yeah. like negative previews. That would, yeah. that, that would really upset me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. But as as Joaquin said in 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 the chat, Arcane don't tend to release things jank. Uh, no. Obviously, I don't think Arcane have really had experience doing betas in the past, so it might be uncharted territory for them in this in this sort of instance, but. <laughs> They tend to polish these things up quite well, so I think they'll deliver a pretty, a pretty crisp beta experience to to their to to the users. You'd like to hope. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's just important mm. to, to 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 get it right because this game is kind of on a cliff's edge already with its marketing and and how people are seeing it, and it, this could really be the turnaround um, for it to to sell pretty well. Uh, and and like you said, Xbox needs to really see over this and make sure it is it is a good experience. This beta and really publicize it. Put it on the put it on the dashboard right when people log in. You know, try out Redfall, Arcane's next big co-op shooter. You know, really sell this to people and really Vampire get game. yeah, really Open get world. them yeah. to download it and really give it a go. Um, and yeah, I think I think that's very important. Um, because there's no doubt in my mind this game will be good. It's not going to be a bad game. There's no doubt in my mind this game will will be good. It might not be great, fantastic, but it will be good. It's just it's just arcade. They they don't deliver bad games, but it's just it's just selling it. It's just getting it to the users, 
um, in the right way. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm totally with you. I'm totally with you. Um, hopefully we hear more about that. And, you know, the, the, I have seen actually quite a bit more positive conversation going on since that last trailer that we discussed a couple of episodes ago. Hmm. Um, you can go back and watch it if you want, if you're an audio listener or video listener. We had a um, video watcher, sorry. We got timestamp up for it. I think it was two episodes ago now. Um, yeah. we, had, we had it on screen and um, walked through it a little bit, play by play. Yeah, I, I think that that for people who have seen that trailer i think that's hit a tone with a lot of people i think that really resonated um but for most people you know they're still seeing that e3 trailer in their head which which i liked but for a lot of people it they didn't like the quippiness they didn't like that it was a lot of tongue-in-cheek to it yeah um so we'll see we will all right so this this topic is sort of the title of the the video here and i thought this was really really interesting um and i, I haven't really seen many people talk about this uh, throughout the week um take two interactive ceo strauss zelnick shares sony's opinion on game pass style day and date releases so you know day one releases into game pass he says i don't think that's ever made sense and i still don't think it makes sense and i thought this was interesting um for a number of reasons because there's a lot of different perspectives to come at this isn't there you know for consumers does it make sense from a business point of view does it make sense how about adoption does that make sense so like what do you think like if you're thinking about this from a cup from your point of view versus you know philly's point of view or maybe even third parties uh you know what what are your thoughts on kind of the day and date model that game pass has you know is this is there a reason Sony isn't doing this? You know, is this comparable to like Netflix? Like Netflix drop their stuff in straight away, but they also don't have like a storefront. Prime do though. Amazon Prime, you like buy stuff, don't you? You buy stuff, yeah. the, the, the new stuff, and then it goes into the, the Prime subscription. Yeah. What do you um, think? A lot to digest. I mean, obviously I love it. <laughs> um, as, as, a, as a user of Games Pass and a subscriber, um, I think it's fucking fantastic and I think it's it's the main for me it's literally the main selling point that I know that these games are dropping day one I don't need to I don't need to fork out a lump sum or anything like that um and you know and it's not even like first party only you know some games third party have dropped into into games past like um back for blood and stuff like that you know Playtale uh playtale yeah and stuff like that you know so it's 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 a nice surprise um when this happens and it's been such a long time since i've had to fork out a, a, a 60 to 70 pound price tag on a game and i know that all of these games i'm looking forward to are coming straight to day one and for me it would be it would be a pretty big turn off if if xbox would just take this away um i genuinely think it's one of the main features of games pass um in terms of talking about it from like a developer standpoint and like putting things in day one and like how profitable it is all that sort of stuff for them and, and us and uh, uh, xbox i really have no idea um you know i don't i don't really know when it comes into what what comes into the costs and 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 stuff like that of all that but speaking from my perspective um one of the best features of games pass um and i think it's what is actually holding playstation plus uh behind games pass so yeah 
It absolutely is. And actually, you know, I, I, I'll just on a kind of a side note, I don't think Xbox is doing a good job of advertising that this is like a prominent feature of the service. You know, we mm. kind of colloquially call it day and day. Yeah. You know, I, 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 does that make sense to a lot of people who aren't savvy with with games? Like, I, I don't know. I think they need to be more upfront about how, because it's a big deal. Like you said, it, it, it's a really a big deal. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the fact that Pentiment's like, for example, dropping straight into the service just on Tuesday. Yeah, um, which, by the way, yeah, it is exciting. And, and it's like, you know, they've now got these things like you can, you know, you can install it in advance, just like for mm. other games, you know, you can pre-install them and you can, it will just unlock when it's ready. Um, that's great. Um, and you just know you have that. You know, and there's other things like even on the uh, Game Pass app, that like months in advance, games will be confirmed that they're coming day one. You know, mm. like uh, I've been able to pre-install um, Stalker for ages yeah, <laughs> i think yeah. maybe it's been taken off now because it's been you know delayed indefinitely because of the war um but just things like that and that's great and i just don't feel like they they're doing a good job of advertising that what i was going to say is pentiment um and reviews i haven't dropped for that yet which kind of surprises me so i assume we'll get that either tomorrow or tuesday when's um, it out it's out tuesday tuesday okay all right yeah. Wow, interesting. Sorry. Yeah, we'll you, you, you like to think yeah. Obsidian would have let people obviously um, review these this a couple of days early, or, or or maybe it's just the case that people haven't got around to reviewing it. Like they have had early copies, but they're just still playing it, or they're still, you know, deciding on on their scores. Um, yeah, interesting. Yeah, maybe, maybe we'll see. Well, yeah, it'd be interesting to know when the um, embargo lifts for that. Um, but yeah, uh, I I do feel that it is clearly, from a consumer point of view, a good thing. There, there's really no denying that. You don't lose anything from things coming day one, other than the fact that maybe that means they leave earlier. First party games uh, go in and stay in, and I, I like. I don't know if that will happen forever because eventually they're going to have such a big first party catalog that you know, by default, the service has like 300 games and that's before adding all of the third party and the indie stuff that they put in. Yeah, so I don't yeah. know how they're going to do that over time. But for now, stuff dropping in day one is um, just fantastic value. And I suppose like this is this is the point, really. Strauss Zelnick isn't a platform holder. He doesn't have a console to look after. Hmm. Um, he does oversee very big very big games <clears throat> like gta over at take two there and if there is an argument to be made against stay and date games it's for these billion dollar games yeah you know billion dollar already established popularity already established critical acclaim like that you know we have it on good data that this is going to get a lot of sales yeah so establishing a across all platforms they, pc playstation yeah. xbox all that yeah so good so dropping a day one into a subscription service just doesn't isn't profitable however if you are a platform holder it's obviously a very enticing feature you know you'd like to have thought that this feature is drawing people into the ecosystem whether that's with a cheap series s or a more expensive series x people know that they can get game pass and all of this, the lineup of the Xbox stuff that's winding up over the end of, end of this year and going forward, really, is going to come in day one. So I'd be interested to see a bigger marketing push for this. Um, mm. But I, su- I suppose that's the crux of it, that I, I, 
there are of course going to be some some games some angles that don't fit well into the day and date model yeah but then i think um, that but then i think there's more of an argument for a lot of a lot of developers that i feel like it's just it's nothing but beneficial like i feel like like the one mm. i'm quite excited for and it was a very pleasant surprise for me and you know they've come out and said it's been a pleasure working with xbox and i'm sure they were very excited to get this on games pass is squanch games high on life you know like that's that's coming out this year into games pass isn't it that's third party you know i'm sure they're absolutely chuffed when they were approached and were just like we can put this on games pass you know working with xbox and doing that sort of thing um yeah so you know it's just i feel like it's it's only beneficial for these people and they would jump at the opportunity to have a day in a day day and date yeah day and date yeah Um, day and date yeah that's right game just dropping straight straight into games pass for them um and whether or not they even after that they even approached like playstation and were just like can we get this into your playstation plus as well we would throw it into games pass and playstation were like nah (laughs) 70 quid you know that sort of thing yeah that's Um, right who knows but yeah, it's it is it's quite interesting, and yeah, I think it just comes down to the like you said, just the insane blockbuster titles that you know are just gonna sell fucking millions of copies. Like GTA is gonna just the the next GTA is just gonna fly off the shelves like nobody's business for for seventy quid a pop. So yeah, it just doesn't make sense for for them to put it in. Um, but I feel like you know the other majority. 70% of, of of developers or whatever that aren't this massive, insanely well-established AAA billion-dollar budget sort of thing. It's just, it's only beneficial. So. Yeah, it's just yeah, and I think we can... Yeah, without a doubt, without a doubt. And this is like, um, we're keen to something interesting in the chat here. Um, says that um, San Andreas, so I'm, I'm assuming this is the remaster, yeah? The, the San Andreas remaster whatever it was that dropped day one into into game pass as well yeah i remember that actually um that wasn't the the what was it all a disaster i can't remember were they all disasters (laughs) all of the all of the gta remakes i can't remember i think so Uh, yeah yeah i don't i i I don't think they landed that well yeah Uh, maybe that's why (laughs) yeah maybe they knew this was internally not ready um but shareholders needed it pushed out right now because they take 60 years between their mainline titles. Um, mm-hmm. And they're like, ah, uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. Dane day sounds like a great idea. Um, yeah. Just so they could secure a bit of money from, from Xbox. Um, and, and that's the thing as well. Like, you know, there's like a negotiation element here. Like we don't know as far as I understand it, you know, essentially, xbox will pay to get stuff in day one but then there are also performance metrics like oh if your game hits this much engagement in the first month you, you'll get an extra 15 percent mm, um i'm sure and, and these things make sense these things make sense i suppose the only area here which is like the blind spot of everything we've spoken about so far is xbox's own multi-million multi-billion mm. uh, dollar blockbuster games of which there are plenty coming up starfield being you know the 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 headlining one at least that we know of you know the next the one after that will probably be hellblade that that's got to be a very expensive game with the amount of mocap and technology that they use 
with it. Um, Elder Scrolls is is, uh, is will will be there as well. Thanks, Elder Scrolls. Halo yeah. was day one the campaign, right? That, yeah. the, that you know we know that was an expensive game. Uh, yeah, all, all of these things, and that's the blind spot. So I I guess for them, it does make me wonder if they're using this like they know they're going to make like some losses or at least you know they're not going to make as much profit as they could have done for these big titles just to really drive adoption rates and maybe to really push the new ip that are coming through so when you've got things like avowed coming in as well when you've got things like contraband and you know the resurrection of perfect dark maybe people don't know about it you know is in, in the public conscience so much maybe while that's happening gets people in the door and then once people are in the door they could consider maybe not doing that then mm-hmm. or making, making a tiered service. You know, obviously I wouldn't want that, but I like, I've, I've, it, it is in direct contradiction to what we've been saying about Strauss Zelnick here, that these massive games don't make sense to go into Game Pass Day 1. Mm. So why is it an exception for Xbox? Yeah, it's just an exception for now, I think. Yeah, I think it just comes down to to the timing of everything and, and once that catalogue grows. But for now, it makes sense. Um, definitely, yeah. Mm. yeah really interesting and and, you know i think that's what makes kind of these next few years very exciting for a lot of people even though it has been a bit of a long wait but as we get into this um kind of firing on all cylinders with xbox's first party we know all of this stuff is going to be straight into your subscription on day one and that's great you know you don't have to have the, the bittersweet taste in your mouth uh after dropping a lot of money for now anyway um so yeah i thought that was i thought that was really really interesting um it remains to be seen what will become the dominant strategy because obviously with sony at the moment their their strategy is double dipping essentially it's get as much money as we can on day one with the full price purchases and then introduce it into the service six months to a year later and see who we can get on the on the victory lap essentially (laughs) you know coming into the subscription to play it a bit later at a reduced price All right. We have only two stories left. If you are still with us, everyone, after that section, um, I wanted to just remind you, please, to hit the like button. If you're new here, maybe consider subscribing. You can find us on Twitter, which is in the description. You can also find us, you know, if you're watching us, you can find us in Spotify on all your favorite podcast platforms. If you're listening to us on Spotify or another podcast platform, you can find us on YouTube where we're, we're on video and you can see our ugly mugs yeah uh, drinking and blowing our nose and all sorts of fun stuff like that um <laughs> all right there's been a bit of drama this week tim and it's really unfortunate because it's around it's around id id software which you know and uh, until now in my head were like a golden studio um uh. so the doom composer Mick Gordon has accused the ID head, Marty Stratton, of lying, underpayment, and contract breaching. And there was a bit of a weird timeline here because essentially Marty did a big, Marty Stratton, the, the head, the studio director of, of id Software, did a big Reddit Q&A like a couple of years back um, because people had noticed that the sound, some of the music mixing in Doom Eternal wasn't that good. Um, and given the 2016 game, you know, the original reboot that Mick Gordon did, there was like quite a big contrast there. Um, and Marty spoke about it and he essentially said, you know, that Mick Gordon, you know, the composer had, Mm. um, done 
not not some good work and was difficult to work with and and this that and the other and so a couple of years have passed in silence and just out of nowhere really mick gordon's put up like this massive blog post detailing what's happened to him and how things went and you know the, the headline the title here you know the, for the clickbait is essentially that id software later offered him a six-figure sum to never speak about everything that happened and if that's not a damning indictment Jesus. you know i don't know what is um so just to skim over the top of some of the the injustice here by the looks of it is that he hasn't been paid for over half of doom eternal's music in his opinion the entire doom eternal ost was a mess he didn't approve the release it was released without you know he was set, he was working remotely and was essentially sending music over then they were doing whatever they wanted to it and then releasing it mm. um and uh and then, you know, feels that he was really lied about, you know, and, and it's cost him work in the industry and it's been a real attack on his character. Um, even though he tried time and time again to kind of reconcile with with Marty about this, uh, there was a torrent of kind of abuse, harassment and threats, um, which is kind of crazy. So this is really, really a bad look for the studio. Um, I wonder if we'll get any official clarification, but man it's not I, I like the doom ost was never my favorite but i know people like love i love it for what it is mm. um i can't deny the guy's talented and god damn xbox having studios with controversy under them <laughs> what, what what do you think yeah it's not it's not exactly um ideal is it uh, I mean, th- I mean, Xbox is ha- Xbox have studios with controversy under them, but not necessarily. The-, the controversies didn't really start when they were under Xbox, right? We just we just tend to like, or or, or, yeah, or do they? We just tend to problem like, problems yeah. problem studios. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We just tend to sort of like buy them out of the bargain bin, so to speak, and maybe sort them out. So <laughs> it's just like they're not necessarily. I mean, obviously, this one is. You know, it's been. Uh, well, obviously, when where did Doom Eternal come out? Was this Doom pro- Eternal was twenty twenty. Yeah, think? so obviously, this, yeah, this this all happened long long before they were even under the Xbox umbrella officially, right? Um, yeah, all this sort of stuff. But yeah, I mean, regardless, it sounds yeah, it sounds dreadful, man. And I mean, the guy is clearly uh, what's his name, Mick. Mick something? Mick Gordon. Mick, Mick Gordon. It, it, you know, he's clearly, as as Joaquin put in the chat as well, you'd like to think the guy is being honest and obviously telling the truth, considering how long it's taking him, taken him to forge this this document. He's probably had so much legal advice on it as well over the coming, over the months of how it yeah. should be written and all that. Yeah, he's really taken his time with it. Um to then just you know fully release a, a legit um piece of piece of truth and, and 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 what happened to him um but yeah obviously it's it's not a good it's not a good, it's not a good look and xbox do tend to have a lot of studios with, with controversy uh under them and looking to acquire more with blizzard too so <laughs> that's fantastic yeah um yeah. There's a thing about Undead Labs not that long ago. Do you remember that? There's like apparently it's it's like all better now, but between the years of like 2017 and 2020, 
Undead Labs had a lot of our allegations of abuse as well. Oh, really? Um, yeah, yeah. Oh, shit. Uh, I, I feel like there there is someone else. There is another studio that I'm missing, but yeah. I, I mean, like, cause I, I don't want to be like, I don't want to reduce this and be like, oh, man, this really sucks for my favorite console brand. Obviously, this is like an impassioned thing from Mick Gordon. Um, he felt, you know, he's putting himself under legal threat to do this, but ultimately you know truth needs to be exposed with these things mm. and there have been since this has been put out there have been like a couple of like innuendos really from other studio uh like other industry members you know other developers and stuff saying that marty has been hard to work with okay. um, the studio direct the studio director of doom which is really surprising because you're like usually you feel like these sorts of things trickle down into the quality of the game but i guess you yeah. know that's not always true we know we know studios go through years of like crunch culture and you know uh, like abuse and pressure and and yet that you know somehow the games can still come out really well and that seems to be the case of what's happening here um and, and mick made a point of saying that the rest of the studio like every time he's talking about them it was just marty because he's he was the point of contact for the studio mm -hmm. the rest of the team were really impassioned really good at what they did um so you know this because this is the sort of thing where i feel like xbox get involved and they say like sorry we need to restructure you like i don't think they look at firing but i think they look at swapping out the studio director now yeah i mean i would go as yeah i would definitely go as far as saying that especially when you know um so is he talking about like this only happening from his perspective or did he notice like abuse harassment and all this sort of stuff and just like happening to, no, just to other him. people around it okay just to him okay that's fair enough um yeah, I mean, it's just not a good look, right? Um, and, and and you'd like to think, from what I just said, if it's happening to him and people have also come out and, like you said, it's said that he is quite tough to work with, you'd like to think it's probably happened to other people as well. You know, him being tough to work with, him being a bit of a dick and all this sort of stuff. Um, so, yeah, yeah you've got to do something about it. It's not the sort of thing you can just sweep under the rug. Um especially with with such a big studio for for xbox you know that really pump out fantastic games for them um you can't you have to do something about it yeah there's a shame um you know i hope if there is any sort of restructure here or any further difficulties it doesn't have an impact on um on their output uh, you know I, you know obviously the welfare of these people is is very very important as well um but again like xbox can't afford these studios to suddenly stop putting out hits like if redfall comes out and it isn't it isn't at least a minor hit and then do like you know let's say quake remake whatever it is that it are doing next come out and that isn't a hit again like people and then obviously starfield hmm. you know that like if those games come out and they aren't hits, people are going to be looking at them and saying the same thing that they did with like Rare and um, whoever else they've acquired. Oh, since Xbox has acquired them, uh, you know, the quality's yeah. dropped, even if it's like totally coincidental or really nothing to do with the acquisition. Um, yeah. it, that, that would be pretty dreadful. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, 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 a lot of these things stem and start very like very early you know way before like i said these guys were even under the xbox umbrella you know the infection is spread at that point and stuff like that so 
like you said, it's it, it can be quite harsh to say, you know, since Xbox acquired them, they just they've been pumping out worse and all this controversy's come out. It's yeah. like well, that was deeply buried prior to the fucking to um to the actual ac- a- acquisition. It's just unfortunate timing. Um, but yeah, yeah, because I you know particularly people have said that about Red since Redfall being announced. I think I think that narrative has actually kind of been buried now, but um uh like people did say like oh xbox are forcing them to make a shitty you know multiplayer left for dead clone even though it's obviously none of those things but like people a lot of people get the impression that it was xbox's fault you know it's been development before that but you know that's fine uh, bleeding edge is another example oh now that they ha- they've been acquired xbox are forcing them to even though it's been in development for five years xbox yeah. are forcing the hellblade studio to make a M- moba game it's like you know it's just not it's not the uh impression that Xbox needs right now. No, definitely not. Uh okay, so before we move on to the last story, then I can see Wakeen has put something interesting in the chat. On a scale from Prey to Dishonored One, how big of a hit does Red uh, does Redfall need to be? Um I, th- I think we touched on this before, didn't we? I I think their game needs to be 80s. Mm. I, yeah. I would be really disappointed if it doesn't hit 80s. Which I think Prey settled around like mid 80s, didn't it? Prey, Prey had, oh. Prey had pretty, pretty good reviews, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Just, just didn't sell fantastically well. Um, and, yeah, I think it did. And again, I think Dishonored again was like mid 80s or something like that. I feel like they were both around the same sort of. This, Dishonored was 90. Dishonored was 90, was it? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I don't. I expect this game to be as big a hit as these, as as like Dishonored One and Prey and all that sort of stuff. Um, but Deathloop. not necessarily, yeah, definitely. But not necessarily overtake it. I think, I think I I would agree with Deck and what we said in a previous episode episode as well. I'd just like this to be hitting like a minimum of around an eighty. Um, if it can get higher and match these sort of games, then great. Um, I just don't want this game settling into the mid mid 70s or something like that that would be pretty disappointing um yeah i i I would say co-op games get a co-op tax for the most part um because there is a variety of experience that comes with it you know some reviewers will just play a co-op like a game intended for co-op purely solo and review it like that some people will play it just co-op some people will do a bit of both and you know arcane are on record saying you can solo this this is a single player arcane game with the option for co-op mm-hmm. and you know it if that's designed in such a way that takes away from the cohesion of the game well I, that, that's a legitimate problem but it, you know it depends how it comes together for some people it might be you know people might go into this 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 is my worry that people go into this like this is okay this is a single player arcane game and then they go into it with three other friends it's yeah. not, well obviously it's it's not going to click, you know, it's not going to tick those boxes now, is it? No. Or vice versa. People might go into it like, this is a co-op Left 4 Dead loot game. And then find that it's not that because it's actually still an immersive sim in, in arcane fashion that you can play with a lot of people, but it, it modifies the experience. Yeah. And that's kind of my, my yeah. point is that when you add layers of co-op, it creates a wider variety of experiences. And that means some people will come out of them being like... I couldn't hear the dialogue because my friends were speaking. <laughs> they were <laughs> chomping on Pringles. Yeah. And it's like, okay. We can't great. control that. Yeah. That's just a, yeah. It's a, um, what do they call that variable? Yeah. Uh, like strenuous. 
extraneous variable. Yeah. Extraneous variable. Or confounding. Yeah. Um, so that's what that's what I think. Um, yeah, I, I'm really I, I'm quite, I'm reasonably nervous about Redfall. And mm. like I said, I think it's gonna be good. I just I want it to be critically successful because I think otherwise we're gonna see people start making those comments about Xbox's acquisitions again. Yeah. Uh yeah. Because other than other than Pentiment, Redfall is gonna be one of the first few right, first few new games that an acquired studio has put out. And if it doesn't perform at least in the same range as well as their previous games, that the you know, Prey, Dishonored, Deathloop, then people are going to start making those comments and I just... It'll stress me out. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. All right. Let's move on to our final story then. Tim, if you wouldn't mind sharing the picture I've got at the very bottom of the notes on the screen just for the final story, because it's about the dashboard. Okay. Let's a go. Yeah. Let's a go. Um, yeah, so what we've got here is just a very slight modification of what we've spoken about before with the previous dashboards. Um, essentially, they moved everything down a little bit, which is like kind of exactly what we said needed mm. to happen. Um, it, it's still, it's not enough, I don't think. I think they need to rethink what they're doing here with the whole having two rows um, but it's moving in the better direction. Um, I, I like I, when I look at this, I really feel like the best way to go about it would be to have like minimizing or ma maximizing icons, like make the icons smaller. Mm. Yeah. And then when we go over them, it can expand. Do you know what I mean? And that way we can see the, the, these wonderful backgrounds and dynamic backgrounds that you're pumping out for us and the achievement art that we can make. Um, yeah. And it doesn't have to feel so cluttered. That's the thing. It feels cluttered. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. It's nice that they moved everything down and gave the the, the background um, a little bit more space. Uh, so you can see these cool new dynamic backgrounds they're starting to do. That's that's great. Um, but I do agree. Like, I think my main issue is in terms of just tile size. I, I feel like that should be customizable to the user. Um, I, I, and maybe even just being able to create like collapsible folders for the home page as well you know like sure it's like an extra click but like why why can't i just like make that entire first row um you know completely um collapsible recent games yeah it, it, into yeah. like one square and then i click that square and then it comes out lengthways like it is now but until i click on that square i've got a nice dashboard whatever i can i can see my pretty stuff um and then I just yeah I expand the folder that that would also be nice but then that would also create the it's too empty feeling as well which is where I would like to have an activity mm. feed uh, the issue isn't that I just want to see my background and I don't want any icons that's not the issue I just want I want more stuff going on than just a f like an Overwatch two icon being obnoxiously big and taking up ten <laughs> percent of my screen. Yeah. Like I just I, I just want more going on. Um yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um I, I think I think they they would do well to consider like a taskbar. Like that's really what I'm thinking, like how you have the, the taskbar at the bottom of like a Windows PC or on Mac. You know, there are small icons there and then you hover over it and it and it pops out. That that's how it works to me. In a perfect world, I'd like this to be fully customizable. Like you said, put stuff into folders. We already have groups. Like the feature 
you know, concept is already there. So Xbox users are familiar with what groups are. Um, uh, but I, I don't know if we will ever get full, full customization. Otherwise, we would have had it already, I, I feel, because this dashboard yeah. has been around since 2013, essentially. Yeah. Um, but, I, you know, I, I don't feel like we need so much of the screen to have this stuff. Uh, but it's a step in the right direction. They're clearly taking in feedback. And I think this was due to roll out in early 23. So they're going to keep moving in this direction. Hopefully, we will hit one that everybody can look at and they can go, yes, that's right. But mm. it feels like they're really desperate to hang on to this design <laughs> and yeah. mold it a bit more. So I think they just need to rethink this a little bit. Um, and then we'll be, we'll be hunky-dory. Um, okay. Yeah. So um, that's, that's it for the show. We managed to make two hours and 10 minutes out of that. I don't really know how to be honest, but we did. It talks a um, lot about a TV series. We did, uh, and it was worth every every second. Oh, yeah, it's fine. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, we'll see. Um, but, ladies and gents, um, thanks for stopping by today. Um, we are going to get out of here. Um, if you uh, want to listen to us yap on every week, you'll find us at Half 12 BST um, every week. Um on a Sunday, uh, and then I shortly upload to podcast services afterwards. Come by, say hi on Twitter, say hi in the comments, and maybe we'll see you next week. Like I said, uh, go easy on me. I've maybe got a baby coming in the next two weeks, so yeah. we'll try and keep the schedule. <laughs> but uh, you know, I'll update you all on Twitter if, if need be. Also, Tim, yeah, I got a little notification earlier that I could make posts. On the channel, like like I can post on our YouTube channel now. I don't know why I got that that feature all of a sudden because I thought you needed like a thousand subscribers or something. Oh, that's cool. But we can like post onto the actual YouTube thing. You know, like can you feed sometimes? Someone will say something. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's like an advertisement, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Get so manscaped. It's, <laughs> it's like a sort of like a homepage, but for your YouTube channel, like a little Facebook page that people can like comment stuff and you can talk and. That sort of stuff. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Well, there you go. If you guys want any now. questions, if you guys have any questions that we didn't get around to answering on this one, or you want us to talk about it in the next episode, feel free to. Oh wait, can people post there? Can people like comment on there, or is it only us being able to post there? I think I think they can reply to us, but uh, I don't okay. think they can they can post. Oh, okay. I was about to say you can like sort of get get your questions in, but ignore me. Yeah, that's right. You've been jingling this whole time, right? No. <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> well, we're done here for today. <laughs> so um, I hope you enjoyed this awkward outro in mm. silence. And uh, we will catch you on the flippity dippity. Goodbye. I'm going to play one section of the jingle. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. It's Goodbye. It's the best we're jingling. <laughs> See you later. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.